<laughs> and the, so I said, is there any reason you've just got a black suit hanging around? And he said, no! No! It's good on a poster. Oh. Oh, jeez. So what happened on that end? Sorry, so on could. this end, I've got... Kadisha has just has just entered the room to tell me just as we started recording <clears throat> that and sent me a picture that one of our cats has took a ginormous shit on the upstairs rug. Oh my god! And not the one that's feeling poorly. Oh jeez! Oh look at that! Look oh at why that. did you show me that? Oh no! Congratulations! That's... You're on oh. the, you're you're on the podcast telling everyone about how. Our cat likes to shit everywhere. That looks like. Oh well. That looks like a can of minestrone that has just gone past the date of its like safe usage, has just sort of slopped out into multiple folds. I'm trying to record here. (laughs) For God's sake. Let's Um, hope this isn't an omen for the podcast in store. Oh God! Hey everybody, welcome to Big Dumb Cast, nerdy news, geeky gossip stuff that's fit to fill your time until eventually we get told about another lockdown put back. Because let's face it, it won't be twelfth of April. Um, my name is Chris. Uh, um, I am in four three to preserve the director's uh, unique vision, Johnson. And I am just beleaguered on all sides by shitting cats right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm finding you know, it very hard to concentrate. On the as long as hand. this podcast isn't scratch and sniff, yeah, well, that's... yeah, <laughs> it won't affect anyone else. Bloody hell! Is that is that Pepper who's left yes, that parcel? Yes. Wow. Somebody, For, sometimes l- she just decides that she's not going to use the litter tray. Not a lot yeah, di- often, but dear listeners, Pepper is a small cat the size of like a can of soup. Yeah, um, she's not very and she's, big. She's just left the contents of one yeah. on the landing, and it's sort of like surprising, really. I don't she's, know. Uh, I don't yeah. know why she's done that. But, hey, there maybe we it's go. because uh, maybe it's because you subjected her in her own home to a four-hour movie it on is... Saturday night this week, um, and she's rebelling, or maybe. It's completely unrelated, and you're about to tell me that she uh, enjoyed it and ate all of her popcorn. It's definitely completely unrelated. Folks, this week we are recording way in advance, so if you send emails in next week, bye. Yeah. But uh, this week we are giving everyone who wants to see it enough of a window to to imbibe it in their eyeballs. Yes. And, And I've not had the time. Which is perfect, really, because it means I get to be inquisitive and ask silly little questions to Mr. Mayhew Wayhew, who is on the other end of the Skype call, um, who is going to be giving his spoiler-filled thoughts and uh, just sort of nitpicks and and pleasant surprises and discussions about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes, that one. The HBO Max slash Now TV movie pass of the UK movie. Uh, and re-release of 2017's Justice League well, from Warner Brothers, except not. Yeah, cause... it's not a re-release. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fork in the road. Uh, yeah, there, there was there it's... was one film, and then it split, and we saw the right fork, and now we're seeing as close to the left fork as can be put together. Yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League on, which is a four-hour <laughs> film, it is basically the 
rough cut of Justice League that Snyder had before he left the project, but finished. Yeah, it is because that was that was the, the potted history of the of the Snyder cut is essentially yeah he left he left the project uh, due to a personal tragedy, and um, Warner Brothers had a deadline. So they delayed the reshoots as long as they could, but then they couldn't anymore. So they brought in Joss Whedon, who had previously directed <clears throat> uh, the Avengers. So it seemed like a no-brainer choice. Like, this yeah. is the guy who brought the superhero team, <laughs> the first ever superhero team. So I'm just going to forget the X-Men. Uh, the first ever superhero team to the cinema. He's the comic book and movie guy. Yeah, like he knows what he's doing. And he, he had a bit of a fallout with Marvel during Age of Ultron. He says that they were encroaching on his creative decisions. And now I'm like, I wonder if we'll get more stories um, about what was going on. Yeah. And um, and uh, Warners were like, hey, we've been stringing you along in a, Bat a Batgirl movie for years. Why don't you direct this? And then maybe we'll talk about the Batgirl movie again. Um, and Joss Whedon was like, sure. But I need to reshoot lots of stuff. Uh, uh, reshoots I mean, are normal for those, for those who are a bit confused like oh they've gone into reshoots it must be in trouble reshoots are normal I imagine it, it's, there were it's a pickup process I imagine to, like, there were reshoots scheduled for this anyway yeah to finish off <clears throat> the what would have been the rough cut for, of Snyder like it, this... and they would have they would have just added whatever was still left in the schedule yeah when it, he well, had to leave when he and Deborah had to leave to the reshoot period but yeah. they just couldn't they couldn't wait for him and you shouldn't because the tragedy uh, in in question was that their, their daughter took her own life, yeah. And like some some parents maybe would have coped by going, nope, we're gonna nose to the grindstone, we're gonna keep working, this is our focus, we're gonna get through. You know, after a, 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 a you know a respectful period of bereavement and and getting used to things, but obviously they needed more time, so it would have been completely unfair to bring them in, <clears throat> force them to finish the film. But it also would have been unfair <clears throat> on uh, Zach and Deborah in terms of the business arrangement. And again, it's not like they were trying to screw Warner Brothers over or anything. They needed time to grieve. But it would have been unfair on their behalf if they went, no, you have to hold this off. Because they're not just answering to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers are answering to shareholders, sponsors, um, production companies that are funding the film, mm -hmm. like cinema release date. Like, so essentially, Warner's under massive pressure to get the movie out hence hiring a different director hence going while we've got you we had a lot of tonal issues when it came to the reception to the previous movie in this series by zach and in turn Suicide well Squad. Say, let me tell you before you go on that a lot <clears> of those tonal issues were already solved in what zach snyder had done oh yeah no but i'm just talking about the the, the, the pre-screening like this is this is the perception that we were all Told. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so because Joss Whedon mentioned at the time during press for it that like, you know, they asked me to change certain aspects, and we had um, a lot of the cast in junkets and comic cons like saying things like, "Yeah, no, it's, Joss is a great guy, and and we've we've found like he very much is part of that family, and we found a way to tell the story, and things have had, things have changed a little, and that's okay because it all feels very organic. And since all those actors have either stayed completely stum on that, or have in the case of like Ray Fisher, Jason Momoa gone. Yeah, no, that we we were being given lines to say and, and say to you all to promote the movie, but in yeah. all honesty, we didn't agree with a lot of what happened, and also we have more to say, and you know, suffice to say, we stand with Ray Fisher. But um, so so that that was where we stood. Zack Snyder had an edit because he's a filmmaker who he edit he works with his editors, yeah, which is as far as like bringing someone's specific vision to life is 
um, you know, is is a is a positive decision because it's like he gets to oversee the full creation of his of his project, but it's also comes with all the weaknesses of of the filmmaker's individual eye because sometimes, you know, twenty sixteen's Ghostbusters, for example, like that film goes on way longer than it should because mm. they were having so much fun improving on set that Paul Feig wanted to keep all of it in. Let's keep all of it in. It's so much fun. Yeah, it, it's like yeah. It might remind you of the good times you had making it, yeah. Paul, but it makes this film drag. Even though it's like an hour and 40, it feels so much longer. Um, and, and there was definitely some of that in Batman v Superman and and uh, the the definitive cut or the extended cut, whatever Ultimate it's called. Ultimate edition, they called it. Ultimate edition, like side plots that just didn't really add anything to it, but yeah. they shot it and Zach was like, well, I want people to see them. And it doesn't improve the movie, it just makes the movie longer so snyder the snyder cut mythos began around the fact zach said there's a cut of this movie that i put together as we were working on it to show to like you know shareholders and the execs so it's without effects so without visual effects uh, except practical ones mm-hmm. and you know um recoloring and 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 everything hasn't been done in certain scenes yet and and whatnot and there's stuff we haven't shot but a cut exists that is close the closer to what i was planning to do and the internet who hated justice league because you know it it's fine but it's not it, but uh, it's, it's not, not no but it's, it's not bad. good fine it's not good fine it's stuck on an airplane i guess i'm watching this fine it's i mean not even that, sunday like... afternoon in the background fine it it's nonsensical <laughs> it's bullshit but i can see i can see why people do enjoy it do you know what I mean? Who enjoys in, it? There are people out there. Who there enjoys are people, the and, if we, and if we don't acknowledge them, the we'll get a bunch of... League? If we don't acknowledge them, we'll get a bunch of shitty emails No, please do email it. in if you enjoy the 2017 Justice League, because I I want to <clears> hear <throat> what you like <clears throat> about it. I've seen it twice, and the only time I enjoyed it was the second, because I was showing it to my wife and watching her disbelief throughout the whole film that this yeah. existed. Um, It was wonderful. She still tells me off for it. Um, But, yeah, so, like, it's 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 a... It's a competently structured film that is kind of miraculous that it works in any way based on how much we know from then and especially know now was sliced out of it like a fucking like a butcher's desk. Like it was like oh, yeah. it was like do you know what I mean? They they truncated it into less than two hours. It's an hour forty something total runtime without credits. Yeah. Like it's short compared to what cut was existing behind the scenes. But these these fans got really angry about it and then found out about this cut and decided that they wanted that cut out. Now, we've talked about this at length. The film they were asking for has never existed because the mythology was built around, oh, it, it exists. Warner Brothers just start letting him release it. That was what the push was for yeah, ages. Yeah. Like, it's his vision and we want to see it and they're not letting him release it. And it's like, we've said before, that's not how movies work. It's no. not like he has a no. movie on a hard drive at Warner's that they're saying, no, no, Zach, no. And like putting it in a, in a on a taller shelf yeah. in their office. Like that's, n- it was never a thing. What we've got is that passion, that drive of the fan base that really, really wanted to see an alternate version of this film. Yeah. Um, mixed with Warner Brothers' desire for money. Well, not and... Warner Brothers. Uh, <clears throat> AT&T. Oh, well, there parent, you go. Well, yeah. Because yeah. Warner yeah. Brothers have a vested interest in this not being released. 
Oh, of course they do. Because A, the abuse story is coming out from on set for yep. the first time. Um, and B, it's almost an admittance of cocking up yeah, as well. It undermines the, the what they, one <clears throat> of their big temple releases from a couple of years back. Yeah. So um, it's, it, it's the parent so, company yeah. that uh, launching HBO Max that wanted to get this out there as a big sort of tentpole release for HBO Max. Yeah, they're like, well, we want people to sign on to our thing. Oh, hell, <clears throat> if we tell them we're doing this nearly a year before it comes out, people will pre-order the service. Yeah. They will preemptively subscribe. We will make like, hundreds of thousands of dollars going into millions even before it's out. Mm. So let's do it. And they, they turned to Zack Snyder and went, hey, Zack, notice that you're, uh, you and your co-stars are sort of poking the bear that is this hashtag movement quite a lot. Uh, if we gave you, say, 25 mil, 30 mil, do you think you could finish the visual effect? And and we put it out and we'll call it, I think that it was called Justice League The Snyder Cut originally, wasn't it, when they first announced it? Yeah. Like, go, leaning into the hashtag. So I can imagine from what you just told me that Warner's probably went, call it something else, please. Call it something else. Because it's just more of a twisting of the knife that we fucked up if it you call probably, it the it thing everyone was asking a, for. a contractual thing, trying to work out what they should call it in terms of, like, mm. trademarks oh, yeah. and copyrights. And... I mean, I know, I know they use the Snyder Cut in the marketing. Like one yeah. of many of the many of the hashtags on social media that comes with like the the graphics and everything. One of them is the Snyder Cut. So yeah. they've obviously gone. Oh, throw it in there, God! Everyone, oh, this is a celebration of the movement. Nah. Um, I I've had a I've had a uh, I've had a visceral reaction to the movement as a whole. Not because I'm like, oh, I don't want the film, and not because I'm particularly I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder as a filmmaker. I think he's a wonderful visual filmmaker. I just wish other people would write the stories and someone yeah. else would edit them. He's got a hell of an eye, but he's not very smart, bless him. To uh, when he adapts stuff, which is most of his films, yeah. he seems to forget or ignore the core spirit or concept of the thing he's adapting mm. and replaces it with, yeah, but it looks cool, though. And that's kind of it. And it's like, oh, Watchmen's a fantastic example. If you watch Watchmen with the sound off... It's a stunning visual recreation of the book that you've read with a few differences. But it's mostly panel for panel. Oh my God, here is this comic emotion. You watch it with the sound on and you're like, pretty sure this is a sexual assault scene. Why is this being played as the sexiest thing in the film? Yeah. This is strange. Pretty sure Rorschach's meant to be the worst person ever. This this is kind of building him up to sound like a badass. What's going on? It's it's weird. It's really weird. And And... Film essayists have done a ten times better job than I will ever do online discussing like his obsession with the works of Ayn Rand and and his drive to get the Fountainhead made. A lot of his politics is in his films, which is not a bad thing. Like there should be different. I mean, all that, all is inherently political for better or worse. All lies inherently political, but sometimes the politics being forced onto certain characters or yeah. stories don't Doesn't gel. And there was a lot of that. There was there was a taste of it in Man of Steel. There was a lot of it in Batman v Superman. Um, and and the thing is, the DCEU that he, the foundation that he laid, has been. It ha it has now obviously span out into other filmmakers, like working on characters and settings within that world, mm. who I think have done brilliant jobs with with the 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 foundation. Oh God, Ayn Rand with the foundation. That's the Fountainhead, but still with the foundation that he provided. So yeah. You know, Suicide Squad, David Ayer, I don't think is a good film at all. No, it's a terrible film. But, yeah. but that, and that's a David Ayer film produced by Jack, produced by Zack and Deborah Snyder and, and, and very much within the wheelhouse of the two movies that preceded it at that point. Birds of Prey, 
like the continuation of that. Brilliant. Yeah. Far better. Yeah, yeah. So much fun. Still works in that world. Um, Shazam. The, the, yes. the childlike POV of that world that somehow makes you believe that that version of the DC universe is actually somewhere where children would like look up to the sky and awe and wonder and be inspired, mm-hmm. which the previous films don't manage to, to achieve. Love yep. Shazam. Wonder Woman. Love Wonder Woman. Absolutely adore it. Um, it it's, you know, it's the closest we're going to get to like a Chris Reeves Superman movie in the modern era yeah. in terms of like the, 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 the wide-eyed innocence and the, you know, the, the positive tone. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, that, that's what I'm basically saying is I was kind of off put completely by the fan base around this being loudly, not all of them, obviously, but loudly nasty about the process. Um, every film after Justice League bar maybe Aquaman, but not all of them, they vocally despised because it wasn't Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League. Like Shazam, the, the the big hardcore fans of Snyder's thing, for the most part, again, not everyone, seem to hate Shazam. Um, they hate Wonder Woman 1984. They hate, hate, hate Birds of Prey. And there's other issues, of course, about that, where you can identify certain groups and, and their talking points and the beliefs they project onto these films. Yeah. But it seems to be that they hate the and they some hate Aquaman, not all. But it seems to be that they hate them in service of bigging up the myth, the legend of the fabled Snyder Cut. Like, that's more important. This is all shit. Why are we doing this? That's what we want. We want this. Um we, and add to that the hatred that then flows over to other fan bases and and the, the weird nasty attitudes that like they they've been projecting to like fans of things like you know, uh, the Marvel films, uh, the Fantastic Beast series, like other other franchises where it's like this is family entertainment, have been just attacked. Then the revelations of Joss Whedon being an utter scumbag, especially to the cast most recently of Justice League mm-hmm. during the reshoot period. There is a. There is an enemy there. That enemy is Joss, and the solution is you don't let him be in a position of showrunning power ever again. Mm-hmm. That's the solution. And possibly have him punished for the stuff that's gone on based on the evidence and things that obviously we don't know fully about, but we'll likely learn one day. Um, like, that's that's the baddie, and that's the fight that needs to happen. Not, Joss is a scumbag, so Zack should get to have his version of the movie released. That was a weird attitude that began to then build up, turning the Joss thing into more of an excuse to make the Snyder Cut do better or, at the time, come into existence. Well, no, because all the Joss stuff came out before the Snyder Cut was con- uh, after the Snyder Cut was confirmed. It was, but there was still that weird like rallying mentality around. Oh it. yeah, no, I'm saying people, but it wasn't people like... were turning it into we're getting the Snyder cut. Joss is a scumbag. The world is great, and it's like there are women and men who have been abused mentally by that man. This is not that fight. Don't bring that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, don't don't make the Snyder cut the victory lap to celebrate Joss turning out to be a scumbag. That's not no. That they're two separate things. Hate his version of the movie. But like, don't, do you know what I mean? It was, it was like they were going, well, we're getting the Snyder Cut, so we won. And it's like, no, no one wins until there is justice for the people that Joss Whedon has abused. That's that fight. It's a separate fight. All in all, there's a lot of baggage around this. I am not in the mood to watch it anytime soon. 
So imagine my surprise when a handsome man on the other end of the Skype call with fine facial hair and Metallica sprawled on his chest, a t-shirt, not the men. But yes. then again, oh, I, well. I can't see I can't see below the nipple line in this well, shot, so who knows? It's it could very all be roomy suckling. in here, so... <laughs> Texts me two nights ago to say, in, in, the, in the famous words of Disney theme park character Captain Michael Jackson EO, <laughs> we're going in. Um, I, I, I was like, oh God, he's doing it. He's doing it. Now, last week, you gave your spoiler-free thoughts. Yeah. I just wanted I to put the context context out there, just the potted history of everything and, and, and sort of observations, because I am happily baffled by the texts I received. <laughs> I am I am delightfully baffled by by the response that you've hinted towards me so far, and indeed your spoiler-free review that we yeah, put in last week's yeah. episode. So am I. Ma- Matthew Watson. <laughs> After years of rampant speculation, um, frustration, cyberbullying, and genuine heartwarming celebrations, after years of people wondering, the fuck happened to this film, really? Tell me, Don Miguel. Tell me of Zack Snyder's The Justice League's The Snyder Cuts' Justice is Grey HBO Max presents. Zack Snyder's Justice League is pretty good. <laughs> there it is, folks. Thank you for tuning it's pretty in. Good. Um, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Um, it's <laughs> not per- it's not the perfect sort of um Uber film that I think some people are expecting it to be. It's got problems, one of them being it's too fucking long. <laughs> uh four plus four plus hours, right? It's just over four hours. It's like yeah. four hours in a minute or something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, it, but for the most part, it's 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 pretty enjoyable. It, it, even at four hours, it's still well paced. And I, I say, as I said earlier, it, it's it is essentially a finished version of the rough cut that he had, not what would have been the final cut had he not left the project. Because yeah. you can see from from this that he, there are things that would have been cut. Mm-hmm. And that should have been cut. Like this, um, this one scene where it's like basically a character having the same conversation that they've already had earlier, and it's like, okay, well, in the final version of this, of this, well, one of those scenes would have been cut, yeah, or they would have been merged or whatever. But it's just so there's a little bit of structural issues like that. But for the most part, it it you know it flies by at a decent pace. There's a lot going on. There's a lot more space for character work to breathe. Um, it is lighter and funnier than, uh than BVS was without being uh, sort of irritatingly uh, fu- like trying to be funny in the way that some of the Joss Whedon stuff was in the yeah. theatrical cut. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. Should we, should we just dive straight into spoilers and start saying what's good about stuff? Tell me from the tippity, right, Don so, Miguel. What is our what's our story? So the same the it's, same it's hour basi- for, the same hour forty ish movie is still in there, basically. Yeah. Um, the 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 final the sort of structure and action of the final action set piece is quite different. Okay. Um, and like it, but it makes a lot more sense. It's more coherent, and each of the Justice League members have a sort of a more defined role in the in the action. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly the Flash. The Flash is ve- the Flash's powers are very important to a lot of the things in this. 
It's um, almost like someone at some point during the story went, everyone should kind of have a reason for being in well, this team, because- other than Bruce wants a team together. So we already know that the Flash's powers are important to this story because in BVS we had a, t- a time traveling Flash <laughs> teased. Mm. And that again. Sorry, that, that was that was some gorgeous alliteration. Because hey, because this is the same part of that storyline that was leading to that dark future we see in Batman vs Superman, and mm-hmm. that sort of thread continues here. Because mm-hmm. it, again, it's it, it's core. It's the same story as twenty seventeen Justice League. But the, the the beat the beats are still there. The beats are still there, but it's expanded outwards in that. So Dark Side is now a much more active part of the story. In fact, he actually mm-hmm. appears and has dialogue and a sort of role, in the, minor as it is, a sort of role in it. Because um, that was my that was my query last week, and and you said you save it for spoilers, yeah. which was um, so ba- basically the way the, the marketing's really leaning heavy on him, but like. Is it more that he's... Last week you said it. it's equivalent to sort of Thanos' role in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, Ronan, yeah. Steppenwolf, is the antagonist. Kind of. But there yeah. is someone they answer to who we check in with from time to time. So Steppenwolf is still coming to Earth to get the mother boxes. Like, the opening shots of the movie is... A, is of course it's slow motion. It's Zack Snyder. There's too much slow motion in this thing, but what are you going to do? Uh, some of it works really well. Like, some like of it, I said, so all the benefits yeah. and all the weaknesses. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh God. So like the opening shots of the movie is like a slow motion recap of the death of Superman from the end of BVS. Okay. And it follows his sort of death scream as it sort of mm-hmm. shockwaves around the world and wakes up the mother boxes. Okay. Yeah. Because in the theatrical um, cut, they make a point of like when he, as soon as he died, they activated because yeah. it was like... The mother boxes were saying, "Hey, come and get us! Come, come get, come collect yeah. us again." The dude who's like the po- only one possible, uh, possible, uh, uh, capable of of holding you back is gone. Yeah, and it's like, w- what were you doing in the thousands of years between you first arriving on Earth and Superman like just rocking up five years ago, going, "Hey, I'm around." Well, Steppenwolf comes to claim the boxes. And as it goes on, you find out from his various conversations with the Sard. Oh shit! Because he now, because you know, there's lots of those scenes in the 2017 cut where he's talking to the mother boxes. Yeah, they, and they're just sort of going, and he's like, "Mother, I something something, you will be whole." Yeah. When he goes to his sort of base of operations, which is like a fictionalized version, I can't remember what they what name they give it in this film, but it's like a fictionalized version of Pripyat, so it's like a deserted. Russian yeah. town or Eastern European town where uh, some nuclear accident happened. There's loads of irradiation, and they they make a point of it being irradiated and deserted. It's like, okay, we'll build our base here, and they use the radiation to sort of create their stronghold and the structures and stuff. That, right, which um, is why you get all the the tendrily things coming out of the yes, ground and that because it's yes. they're using they're harnessing the residual nuclear. Yes. Um, Radioactive energy in the area. This, Nuc- this nuclear. Is, this Sorry, is gets... it's a DC project. You have to say nuclear. No, no only you have to he say He's nuclear man. You, you can't resist just... You cannot resist referencing... Is nuclear man in this film. Um, this is going to take a lot longer if you keep Four doing hours, this. exactly. It's going to take a nucle- lot longer if you just don't... Is nuclear man in this speak. film? <laughs> no. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> God damn it, Christopher. Um, so he... He put, this is after he gets the first mother box from the Amazons. Yes, that's so we still like, get that sequence. Yeah, that's the, like one of the big first action beats. Only like every action beat that's in this that's also in the 2017 
uh, film. It's way better. Um, <laughs> and so he, he inserts uh, the first mother box into this big like shard of metal, and then the metal like becomes his communication conduit to Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And so it sort of becomes liquid and morphs into a representation of Dasad. Right. And then oh, they so is that is that similar to the, the to how Steppenwolf appeared to Luther? Yeah, in kind of the and, ultimate and, edition of Batman v Superman. And we see a different angle of that scene in the in the beginning of this as well. At the same time, that like Superman's dying. Okay, it's like we, seed we it see, a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in that weird then that the actual trilogy here is Man of Steel, the theatrical cut. Yeah. Batman v Superman, the extended home cut. Yeah. And the HBO Max version of justice league is a four hour how how bizarre sorry go on they just just struck me this like that's Um, an odd release schedule but fair enough uh, like he's actually threading things and making this into part three of a trilogy it was intended as as part three of a five-part series yes because this would have been two films and then i assume the fifth would have been there would have been three man of steel two or no there would have been three three films um so uh i'm just gonna take a drink He's swinging from a big old glass of Granny's peach tea. So you get the idea that you get the the, the revelation sort of that Desart, that Steppenwolf's been disgraced and he's trying to word his way back into Darkseid's good graces <clears throat> or bad okay. graces because it's Darkseid. Who fucking knows? Because there's there's a hint in the theatrical that like he was trying yeah. to repent for something. Yes, like I will not fail you and all this. Uh, you, you still know, don't but... really know what it, you still don't really. It's not really made clear what it was that he did to fail Darkseid, but he's on the outs with Darkseid. And so he's he, been he's been out there taking planets to sort of get back in his good graces, and he's like, "You've got he, to take you've got to take a hundred thousand planets to earn my good graces." He didn't wash um, the pots for a week, and it just got yeah. on Darkseid's tits. So, like in this first in this first meeting, like Desad won't let him talk to Darkseid. <laughs> like, so petty, nah. I love it. You don't even you don't even mention his name, like, uh, but you know what he was talking about. Um, but it's well, only... you tell you tell him that I said, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> And it's only later on, uh, after, um, I can't remember exactly what it is when what it do, what he does to reveal it, but it's after Steppenwolf discovers that the anti-life equation mm-hmm. is etched into the surface of the planet. That oh. and that's what Darkseid's been looking for. Right. It's um, not. I want because because. Um... Because again, theatrical, it was they bring together the three mother boxes and create something called the Unity. That's still that here, right? That's still here. That's still ha- but like that's that, how they terraform like planets. Right. I was gonna say that's the plan. That terraforms. Yeah. Whereas in this case, it's that the Earth, inside or in a layer or whatever, yeah. contains the anti-life equation. Do they explain what the anti-life equation is in this? Yes. Film? Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's like it's like a, it's a formula that will allow Darkseid to gain control of sentient beings and become <clears throat> like supreme ruler like it's a, th- it's, a it, and it's, it's also the god, it's the god maker as remote control yes and it's also implied that that is what allows dark side to take control of superman in the dark future that we've seen previously yes and see which, more so, of which this. as of this point as of this point in your story all we know that's just implied from superman is evil and there are parademons yes in that vision in Batman v Superman. Yes. And and a big fucking Omega symbol in the ground. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So okay. Darkseid does eventually get involved in that and is like, okay, Steppenwolf, you need to take, get, bring me, the, bring me the, the, like, yeah, finish the unity like you were going to do anyway and then we'll come and get the anti-life equation. 
because do you remember the flashback in the 2017 version of the like the ancient battle where they kicked Steppenwolf and Darkseid and off the planet? Yeah, you see like man, you see the 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 so the, 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 the Greek gods, army of you men, see, the army of Atlantis, the army couple of Green Lanterns the flying Amazons, around, yeah, there's Green Lantern, and... all that kind of stuff. That's yeah. in here and longer and like everything else, better and has better narration by Diana. So because the way it comes into the to the story here is that after the Amazons are attacked by Steppenwolf. They fire this magical arrow into the into the shrine in Greece, and then Diana mm. goes there and she finds like a hidden shrine inside it, which has the sort of um wall murals that tell the story of the alliance. So she's not and... she's not just explaining it in the hangar of the Batcave. Well, like... she, she she does that to Bruce, and that's how we see it. But we also see her discover right. the stuff, like discover it. Okay, and that makes like, more sense. Because, like, like, if the, Diana knew about all this shit all along, she'd just be like, right, so this sounds yeah. like what my people had to deal with. Where and, here she's like, yeah, so I just found out yeah. that. And it's like the <laughs> yeah. wall mural of Darkseid. Yeah, because so Dark, is, he, is he in the battle? Yes, Darkseid is the one who led the invasion, only then he was presumably Uxus. Um, and Steppenwolf, <laughs> you don't see in the battle sequence. Interesting, because so you do see the, him in the OG. In the, in the OG well, one, in the, in the yeah. cut, all the shots that were that are Uxus slash Darkseid in this were replaced with Steppenwolf. Weird. So they they pulled a they pulled a, a control F replace with uh, <laughs> with Steppenwolf over Darkseid, basically. Yeah, because um, they don't in the in the theatrical one they don't really tease a sequel at the end. They don't tease that. No, this... because all that stuff was cut. No, but even just like at the end, it's just, well, more threats could be coming. It's not, you know, th- there's more to this specifically, yeah. which means that which means that the BVS is like, the bell has been rung. Ding, 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 ding. And all that shit is about Steppenwolf. So that's weird, actually, to think is, about it. That's weird. It yeah. still is Steppenwolf in this, but okay. Steppenwolf discovers the anti-life equation, which is what gets Darkseid's attention. Right, so Steppenwolf's just doing his usual job. Ste- which Steph- is we've got, yeah. we've got, we've got boxes that we've put on all these planets, and I'm just popping back to them and fucking them up and terraforming them into apocalypse. Basically, and uh, oh, by the way, um, I think I found, I think I found your Godmaker yeah. serum. And Dark says, "Like, bitch, I am listening because uh, because also <laughs> I'm not talking to you. You found what? <laughs> the the way that the, the the sort of ancient alliance wins the battle mm. is the Ares fucks." up dark side so we see because because <clears throat> Ares is in that fight and the theatrical cut yeah. but you don't really see him you do you see him yeah he doesn't have any is dialogue it, I'm assuming he's CGI creation it's and that CGI a lot of this is where that 70 million budget ended up going to scenes like this it's but, a CGI creation with David Thewlis's face poorly mapped onto it like oh uh, I was gonna say a couple does, of dodgy face like mapping stuff moments in this and, and one of them is the Ares stuff in the flashback and there's some dodgy cyborg bits here and there as well but is it is it is he voiced no he doesn't have any lines i don't think okay because i was wondering if there's um, like hey david but yeah he just, it, he just throws a few into a microphone yeah, and we'll use it him and zeus and whoever else end up forcing uxus to, to retreat because Basically, Ares gets into him with his axe and nearly cleaves him in two from the shoulder down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, oh yeah, this is quite violent. Like this is quite, yeah, it's a Zack Snyder is, movie. <laughs> this is bloody. 
Like, he's never he's never going to make a film with Superman in yeah. it that doesn't involve evisceration. Yeah, so he just <laughs> the boom. the man the man has an odd understanding of the world of Superman. And so Darkseid's been sort of <laughs> off doing his other thing and licking his wounds and taking him up on it for the multiverse, and he's sort of been wanting to get revenge on that planet for however many thousand years. Um, and then finding out the equations on the surface is like, oh, yeah. there's the excuse. There's the excuse. Well, no, he, okay. he doesn't realise that Earth is that planet. Ah. Because he's been away oh. doing his own thing for so long. He's kind of forgotten. Yeah. And then Steppenwolf's like, oh, yeah, this is the place where you were defeated. And he's like, oh, oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Um, And you get to see that. So, yeah, it's just extended stuff. What is better? Like the, the, op- <laughs> the opening... That should be the tagline, yeah. the, the, pull, the pull quote, extended stuff, what is better? So you get the Steppenwolf stuff. Steppenwolf just has more like agency and motivation as a character because he's trying to get back into the good graces of Darkseid. He does keep saying, like, yeah, parademons can smell people who've been near the box, so we've got them out looking for the other boxes and we've got prisoners we're going to interrogate. And he does have that conversation twice, which is what I was saying earlier. It's like, that, yeah. yeah, one of those would have been cut, basically. But they got both options, and then he's gone. Well, I've got them. I'm just going to put them in. Yeah. It's like Zach, check your notes. From, well, because they would have three or four years ago. But they, would have, well, they both would have been in the cut that he had, and that's all he done. He's done <clears> and finished it. Yeah, uh, that's what that's what I mean about this not being what would have been his final cut. Yeah, like they, yeah. you can see in this like scenes that could have been cut to make it a three hour film. So, so like we were saying earlier, if he did just got like someone else in to edit. Just, well, just not even someone like... else into edit if he just had more time to work through his iteration. Because his original cut of the film, his first cut of the film was five hours long. Jesus Christ. No so this is just him And, that, and that's unfinished down. as well. That's with stuff still to be shot. Yeah. Jesus. So, you know, it's it's it, this is a sort of snapshot of where he was when he left the project, really. Um, so yeah, Darkseid is just kind of involved from, like, from the background. And then uh, in mm. the final action sequence, they do open a sort of portal to bring him through but the justice league managed to def- separate the boxes and defeat um steppenwolf before that happens and in a wonderful <laughs> a wonderful sequence which involves him being impaled from behind by aquaman punched off the aquaman's uh trident by superman and then one woman jumps up and decapitates him as he goes through the portal. So his body goes through the portal and his head lands at Darkseid's feet, which is an awesome moment. <laughs> and this is after he's had the shit kicked out of him and one of his horns uh, lasered off by Superman. Jesus. Because um, those big horns that he's got, <clears throat> they're not his helmet. Those are his actual, that's his, those are actual horns. Because this sort of new design that he's got, which I'm not a huge fan of, but it works very well in promotion. It's like, yeah, yeah. where it's like, it looks like he's made of a thousand knives. Yeah. Like, like that's, yeah. that's movable armor. And uh, <laughs> when he has dialogue scenes and stuff, it retracts. So you can see more of his face and stuff. Right, okay. And there's one moment in the uh, in the Amazon fight where he gets peppered with arrows and then he just shifts the plates of his armor and they all get Snap cut off. off. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Amazon fight is like, there's already like a bunch of Amazons just watching the mother box in the temple. Yeah, it is, is it? Because that was, that was something that always made me feel weird yeah. in that movie. Watching Wonder Woman earlier that year and be like, oh my God, the way that they've realized the Amascara and the people of the Amascara is incredible. Yeah. And then it came to this one that's just, oh, they're all just like, you know, um, image comics in the early 90s, like, cover. They're all scantily yeah. clad now. And it's just like, this is I mean, there is still a lot of that odd. in this, but 
Just no, a way... you know what I mean? There was a very obvious like difference yeah. between a woman is directing this movie. Yeah. Zack Sucker Punch Snyder is directing this movie. I mean, there is still... Here are their individual designs for the Amazons of Therascara. Listen, if you like muscular women, you're going to love the uh, the women who smashed their... With the hammers, who smashed the pillars to seal the temple, because that's still still in. Only now they don't just seal the temple, it collapses the temple into the ocean. Yeah, because last time it was just like sealing the door and like yeah. solidifying it. Okay. And then this went. Not only do they seal the doors, but they collapse it into the, the, like the entire cliffside collapses into the ocean in the hopes of drowning themselves and specifically Steppenwolf with them. Yep. Doesn't Trapped work. in rubble under the water. Yeah. <laughs> and so, have a movie if it works. So then that sort of chase of them trying to get the mother box further away from him makes more sense because that's not what they. That was never part of the plan. They're just keeping. They're trying to keep it away from him as best they can. And a lot yeah. of those same beats, like there's still the stuff of like the Amazon who get snags it and then with her with her bow and then ties the rope to a arrow and fires it off to get it further away from her and all that stuff. That's a lot of the same basic beats of that are still in here, but they're better mm. framed. Um, Steppenwolf just completely trashes a bunch of Amazons. Jeez. Um, takes the box again. Um, <laughs> then the Amazons get into they set the temple on fire and. That that's the sort of warning, and Diana discovers all the backstory and tells Bruce. Um, the opening action sequence with with Batman fighting a uh, parademon on the rooftops gone. Yeah, that always felt like was it was all... a uh, condense the the setup for the plot into one scene because in the theatrical cut, he's been monitoring parademon showing up. Yeah. He fights a criminal on a rooftop in Gotham. He strings him up while the guy's panicking. He's like, they, they smell fear. And then a parademon shows up. Batman fights parademon in one of the most uninspired fight scenes involving flight ever. Yeah, in this... Like, it's 10 years after Spider-Man 3 and the new goblin Spider-Man fight in the alleyway yeah. shits all over the Batman parademon fight in Justice League 2017. Um, in this... And then the parademon is netted to the wall. Um, uh, like, suicide bombs itself into the wall. Yeah. And its guts leave a map of three mother boxes etched into the wall, and that's yeah. how Batman's like. Well, I guess I'm looking for the derp 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 derp. But in this, um, he's not aware of parad. He's, well, he doesn't encounter parademons until that first assault on, yeah. um, on Steppenwolf on Strikers Island, which should spook him because he should be like, "Shit, those are the things in my nightmares," and which also comes nearly two hours into the movie. Fuck. With the exception, really? with the exception of, I guess there are action beats before then, aren't they? With the them, the themiscarans and everything. Yeah. Okay, fair with enough. The I was going to say that's a long fucking period of. I hear you talk to fish. They're probably not that line. I'm guessing that's not that's in not the in film. there. That's not in there. Isn't. I kind of um, like that line there though because he one... does talk to fish. Sh- you should make a little joke about it and then move on. There is one sure. really weird bit in that scene where like. So this that sort of conversation. So we, so we, 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 we'll, we'll we'll go back to the main yeah. thing. We've talked about Steppenwolf and, Dis- and Dissard and whatnot, but yeah, the, like again after the the sort of prologue recap of the death of Superman, like you just get these and like these gorgeous panning shots over mountains and this one guy on a horse riding over these mountains, and it's like, oh, it's Batman. He's gone to find him in this remote fishing village. But they just yeah. make the whole sort of build up to that again. That's the thing that would have been should have been cut down. Um, <clears throat> it should have been like two shots. Yeah. And it, and it goes it's, yeah. it goes much the same in that like he gets the fishing village together and he's like, There's a guy who comes on the king tide, tell me who he is, tell me who he is. 
Um, although we, is he's... is this the first we see of Batman in the film? Uh, apart from the flash, apart from the apart from the flashback, stuff, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so so he has it. So he had his beard, and apart from that recap, we don't see Batman in his costume until that Strikers Island fight. I'm fine with that. Like I nearly, think that makes sense. Two hours into the film, so we so we don't so, so. But Batman, the first time we see him in the present of the film is he has a beard and he's been traveling forever to find Arthur Curry. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. in the theatrical cut, he's killing a parademon on a rooftop, and then he's going to find Arthur Curry and has a beard, and you're like. I thought there was no time to lose. How long has it fucking been since yeah. the parademon on the rooftop well, and again, you getting on a horse? They don't. They don't get into this in the film itself, but apparently, this is only supposed to be about a month after Superman died, when the okay. film starts. Um, so, how do you know it's had a profound effect on the world yet? Or do well, they even well, do that? Do they even do the whole like the world's a, a sadder place well, without they him? They don't have that whole opening sequence with like all the. Everybody knows. Yeah. Oh, that's, see, that struck me as a very Snyder esque sequence. No, nope, so I'm not actually in there. surprised. None of that. None of that footage is in there. Shit. Because that's the thing. Again, um, listeners, in case we haven't iterated it, anything Zach didn't shoot, he has refused to use. Yeah. The the opening credits that were over that uh, in this, they're over the vistas of the mountains as Batman's, <laughs> as as you you know discover Batman on his way to find Arthur. Yeah. Um, okay. so none of that is in, is in this. Okay. Um, you, it also makes sense that Batman wouldn't sleep on it. It'd be like, no, look, this guy died. I'm a big part of why that happened. I made a big fucking mistake. Yeah. It's largely... I would like to get a lot of people together who can be almost as yeah. strong as him so that we have someone to look you, you after feel everyone. more of that drive from him. Yeah. Uh, and from Diana as well. Um, so there is that, that. There is um, that that sort of scene in the fishing village is largely the same, except for in this version, after you still get the thing of of, of Arthur being like dress uh, like, like a bat. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't say dress like a bat. Dig it. He's like he gets into the water as he's about, he's thrown his jumper down. He gets into the water topless because Jason Momoa and uh, <laughs> Jason Momoa going to Jason Momoa. Oh my, Jason Momoa. Um, he's. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's uh he's like dressed like a bat, you crazy Bruce Wayne, and disappears under the water. Um you get this weird moment where like the women of the village start singing like some sort of lament style song in what in Finnish Icelandic, I'm not sure where exactly it's supposed to be set. Right. Um and like one of the like, one of this really like <clears throat> Uh, waif looking women like picks up the jumper that he that he threw down and sniffs it it's really what? odd like this like there's some sort of almost ritual worship of him in this village that's oh, odd. that's yeah that's okay that's very snyder that's odd that's a very snyder um, move but it does set, it does set a mood like yeah a mood of did she just sniff a jumper that probably yeah, sticks a fish yeah apparently so um <laughs> like but then, gin and trout that's what this smells of whiskey and trout from from aquaman's <laughs> perspective that then leads into the first restored scene with volko yes so this willem dafoe willem was dafoe. announced as being in 2017's yeah. justice league and it was the debut of his character and then it was nowhere to be seen uh-huh. um <clears throat> I think he, I think he and a few others are listed in the uh, you know like with thanks to section yeah. of the credits because it's like 
thanks for giving your time and you got paid but you're not in the film well <laughs> yeah. they have a they have a scene underwater where Volko's like it's time to take your place King Orm is is, is ready in for war with the surface basically setting up a lot of the stuff that's in Aquaman yeah and he brings him the armour and his mother's trident which has five points but hey who's counting um, <laughs> and he's like you need to take up your mother's trident you need to take back your kingdom and he's like yeah whatever but Volko like throws the armor down at his feet and fucks off because they do the air bubble thing, which I which I thought was a Whedon addition because it would have been cheaper to do in reshoots than like the underwater hair floaty stuff. Yeah, but the, yeah. The, in this they do the air bubble thing where they if when the Atlanteans want to talk underwater they does, create an air bubble. Does Volko have air, like can he control water? Because that's the whole thing. In the, Mira does that in the other one because like she controls water. That's I the guess point. he can in this, okay. but they don't really explain it. Um, huh. even though yes, yeah, like they have to create an air bubble to talk. Cut to Aquaman. Everyone's just fucking talking, like underwater, yeah, yeah. out of so, water. There's still that sort of weird bit in this. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that, so that. You I suppose the... you can't throw the armor down if well, it's just yeah. gonna float like pathetically toward him. So you get the vul- <laughs> the Vulco scene in this, and uh... <laughs> it's like take it, wumph. Blub 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 that's where he gets the armor from. That's where he gets the armor from, and um, yeah, which he just shows up with in Gotham in the theatrical yeah. cut. And that's where he gets the trident from. And in this, in this, he does show up to try and uh, help Mira, like defend the mother box from okay. Steppenwolf. <clears throat> uh, she puts up a, a really good fight before Steppenwolf, before Arthur arrives. Like she's like creating voids in like draining water from areas so he has to like so he like drops yeah and there's, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a there's like a bit of that in the theatrical yeah court. there's one moment yeah. in, in this where she tries to she starts she tries to suck all the water out of steppenwolf shit okay that's um, that's that's like that's like some uh grant morrison right yeah. aquaman sort of level shit yeah, yeah okay but, but mira does speak with a weird english accent in this like a really terrible English accent. Is, I'm sorry. Is this film further perpetuating the truth that Amber Heard is actually kind of shit? She's she can't do an English accent to save her she's, life. I've never seen her in anything where I've been like, oh my god, she's amazing. I was just like, yeah, she's she's fine. And oh god. So in the reshoots, I'm guessing they made the decision to cut the American well, ac- they, the, the the British accent and go American. Yeah, they either reshot or redubbed all her dialogue. To be the, American, the, the same accent that she uses oh, in. God, so that makes even less sense because, like, in, in Aquaman, she's American. Yeah. Fucking so, hell. So, um, you could you could at least sort of go. Well, I guess, I guess Wanda Maximoff's accent has softened the more time she spends in the states. It's like no, no. Whereas here it's just like Mira's British today, kind of governor. But again, that might have been something that they'd have fixed in dubs over time, but they've kept it here. Yeah. Um. So. <clears throat> Yeah, that's weird. So, a lot, you know, again, a lot of that stuff's still the same. It's just that action sequence is expanded. There's more fighting with Atlantean guards and Mera before um, Steppenwolf gets to the Atlantean sanctuary. Uh, a lot, there's all a lot of the same stuff is there with Diana and Bruce trying to get everyone together. But there, you see them like reviewing the video footage from BVS. That you know the 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 um, the little folder of trailers. Oh god, yeah. You see them you see them like reviewing that stuff together to try and work out like um because they still haven't got a positive ID on Barry. Yeah. 
and that yeah. and that comes they've up. They've got they've got a rough idea of the area that he yeah. might be in, but yeah. And then, but well, they, <clears> in in the scene where they're reviewing the footage together, they get a positive idea on him. They're like, okay, this is it's Barry Allen. He's in Central City. This, 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 and this. And then you get the <laughs> you get the scene with Iris, where it's... is she explicitly named as Iris? No. So is it all implied? She was cast as Iris. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, like it's in, it's, it's, in production materials, not in the film itself. Right. Okay. Because I did um, wonder that because there seemed to be like a whole thing of at the time when it was caught, it was like, oh, that sucks. Because you know, for those who don't know, Iris yeah. West is like sort of the primary, um, uh, primary love interest and better half of Barry Allen in the comics, yeah. and and she was cast for this movie, and it was it was really sort of important and sweet because it was just like the CW version. They were like, yeah, we've, we've cast a non-white actor in the role and, and it's like, Oh shit. Oh cool. Okay. So we're going to keep that going and fantastic. And then she wasn't in the theatrical curtain. It was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, oh, before I forget, is, 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 is it Jenna Malone? That was in BVS. That was BVS. Okay. Jenna, Mal- Jenna Malone had a, had a small part in it. Everyone was like, she's in the future bit as Barbara Gordon. And she was just like some random. Well, cause like, I was going to say, cause she something. was, she was also cast. In Justice League, and then it did. She didn't show up in it, and that was where the speculation ran rampant. Cause it was no, like, it, that was going to do more with Justice League. It was off of BBS. Right. Okay. She was. The, okay. Yeah, none of that stuff was in. Was it just suddenly League. hit. Just suddenly came to me. Then I was like, yeah, that was a whole thing for a while. No. Is that in this? Okay. No, that's that's. But, that's I, just but BBS. Iris, Iris in all but name is here. Yeah. Um. So and, there's uh, a. So there's this. You get this scene. This is all out of order, by the way. I'm just sort of trying to. No, it's fine. Spitball. Spitball. We've we've, we've Um, talked the main through line of the plot. That was the Steppenwolf thing. Yeah. We're we're doing character by character now. Um, So (laughs) you get... uh, So Ezra Miller, despite the... uh, All his rage. uh, uh, Ezra Miller's a fuckwit. (laughs) Yes. And As is Amber Heard. I am now convinced (laughs) by this film and their performance in The Stand that they are just not very good. Yeah. Like, like, even with the sort of, there's less of the, um, like, sort of, quote-unquote, uh, Whedon-esque uh, dialogue in this mm. for, for which Barry. Was sometime, which was sometimes <clears throat> genuinely kind of fun in the theatrical one and the sometimes stuff, really irritating. The stuff that's funnier in the theatrical one is mostly in this. Okay. So it's, right, not, well, the there stuff, we go. it's not the stuff that Joss added. So there's no. I'm. I'm going to guess the brunch bullshit is. Brunch is gone. Thank Christ, because that didn't work in that film in Br- any way. Brunch like, is gone. Mean? But like that sort of version of the character where he's like super talky and, um, sort of hyper, verbal. Where he's Wally West, basically. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's Ezra Miller. That's that's yeah. from, that's Ezra Miller's performance. Like, because you you get this scene where he's going for a job interview at like a, a pet. Um, daycare or something. All right, <laughs> and he's just rambling and rambling and rambling. But as he's on his way into the interview, he bumps into Iris as she's like leaving. Uh, I think yeah, she's leaving that building. Mm. He bumps into Iris and they have that eye contact moment, and it's like oh, 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 oh. and then she gets to that, <laughs> and it becomes this whole thing of like there's a big truck coming down the highway, and the driver gets distracted, and Iris's car is failing to start, and by you know, sort of coin like uh, poor coincidence that her car manages to start and she goes to pull out into the main street just as this truck where the driver's distracted and can't see is coming along, yeah. and then that flips her car, and then right. you get the action sequence of Barry noticing 
going into flash mode and turning so fast he tears out of his shoes. Okay. That's a, that's a neat moment where he's like, because he's turning on the spot, he just, yeah. his shoes just like vaporize. Okay. And then that moment where he's, he's she's got a floating in the air. <coughs> as Bless you. The, uh, um, and he and he's and he's going to save her and just like very gently sort of plucks her out the air and sort of holds her and, and puts her on the floor like super 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 gently and then has and then has that moment of sort of when they see each other before he fucks back off um but there is a weird moment in that where because it, so the truck hits a hot hit, hits a hot dog stand before it hits Iris's car yeah so there's a little bunch of hot dogs and buns and stuff in the air and as he's as he's looking at iris um and he's about to like help her down like from out of midair he just picks a hot dog out of midair and puts it in his pocket oh because then after he goes back into the pet store interview he's like because the the woman that he's that is interviewing him the cleaner impression she's just stood there the front shop of a window is broken because he goes through the window to get her because you get that shot where he's like, he, he starts running, pu- pushes the window, and you see the glass sort of like almost liquefy and start to. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and then it shatters as he goes through it. Yeah. Um, Matt is, listener, Matt is visually displaying this to me with his yeah. hand to camera, and it's doing a wonderful job of actually like mapping out these yeah. shots. Um, <laughs> well, after this whole thing is over, like the couple of seconds that it takes for him to save Iris, she's like, what the fuck did this fucking useless dude go and then he's in like the pen with a bunch of the dogs and they're all over him and he pulls the hot dog out of his pocket and starts feeding the dogs he's like oh i always keep a, a little meaty treat on me just because i know dogs like that see so i start i start on monday and it's like uh, it's kind of it like uh, some of what they do works with him but a lot of it is just irritating like that like, yeah that that's just that's a situation that would lead to the woman going no ooh, get out yeah you'll go leave it's but, like that that's not a win ending for barry yeah. that's a what the fuck barry but like there's a whole as a whole take your um, half d- destroyed shoes and get out yeah uh so as a half sort of dist- as, a, as a half um half destroyed as a sort of example of barry's powers and like him using them that works really well but mm. it doesn't really serve any purpose plot-wise, so I, I think that kind of would have been excised out of any final cut anyway. Yeah. Right, yeah. regardless. But um, it is a neat sequence in terms of like the way that they show super speed. But there's so much of that in this film. Mm. Um, that no, they, they, they overdo it, essentially. Yeah, it's not even that they overdo it, it's that, that you don't need it. Like, you yeah. could cut this... Like, you, this would be... If you, were, if you were trimming this movie down for time, this scene would be kind of first on the chopping block because... Yeah, it shows off Barry's powers, but the job thing doesn't add into anything else. Iris doesn't add into anything else about him being set up for his solo movie. Like, uh, we still get the scene with him and his dad talking in in prison. Billy Crudup, um, Inca- Billy Crudup. incarnation one of, yeah. uh, of Daddy um, West, uh, of Daddy Daddy Allen. Billy Crudup, Daddy Allen, Daddy Allen. Sorry, I just made a soft smile. Um, That's really pathetic. Sorry, Billy <laughs> Billy Crudup in this is a bit more like motor mouthy, the um than. He is in the, in the theatrical, theatrical. so he sort of matches Barry's energy. Is this the original? So was the scene in the film? Do you think the theatrical cut one of the reshoots? I or think almost none, was it just alternate takes. None of the footage in the in the twenty seven, as far as I can tell, none of the footage that was used in the twenty seventeen version 
is used in this. Oh, no, no nothing that Josh shot is. But yeah, what, but like, what you're even saying even is even stuff, even that, stuff that, that Zach would have snot. Even the stuff that is snot. in that. Zach, Zach would have snot. Even the stuff that Zach would have shot that Whedon used, he's tried they, to use an alternate take. They use take. alternate takes or... Because it seems, from watching this, you realise that so much of the stuff in that 2017 movie was just kind of reshot because... And we picked up on some of that stuff at the time. Yeah. Like, like I'm assuming... I think we mentioned this last episode as well, like where Aquaman, just before he goes into the water in the theatrical court, is talking to Bruce. It's like, suddenly there's an obvious pickup shot. Yeah. And it's like, why? And you just said in this, that conversation's shorter before he dives away. And a bunch it's not of women shorter, start, it's just different. A bunch of women start singing and sniffing his yeah, clothes. Yeah, weird. Weird, um, weird. Snyder, um, Snyder. I, <laughs> whether lot, it's an improved uh, film or not, yeah. Snyder's good as Snyder sometimes. Like, a, lot of, a lot of these takes are longer, <laughs> but they're... Did just everything just has more room to breathe? Okay. Um, so yeah, that that scene's still in there, and he's like, um, and you get more of a sense of like his dad is trying to stop him from like focusing Waiting on for him. Yeah, because yeah. his whole thing of like he's tra- he's got all he's got, he's got he's got four jobs, and he's trying to fund his way through <clears throat> a criminal uh, like a criminal justice degree so he can get his dad out of prison. And his dad's like, no, just go and do what you actually want to do. Like, don't worry about me. Yeah, like don't. Don't come see me again. Just move on with your life because I'm I'm stuck here and you can't. Do they it. do they do they make the point of why he's in jail? Do they make the point of like frame uh, sup, uh, yeah blame yeah, for the like, death of of his wife? Barry's like Barry's I'm not mom. gonna I'm not gonna be able to do anything with my life while I know my dad's in prison for murdering my mum, even though I know he didn't didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and there is that thing of of his dad being like, "You're the best of the best, Barry." So like. Go and do whatever you want. Go be best. Um, which comes go find back some later be- on. Go find some besties. Which comes back later be on best. because it turns out the Flash's powers are integral to a lot of this. So the way yeah. that Superman's revived is largely the same as it is in the the actual mother world. box in Kryptonian juices, and Flash has to run real fast. And but he's his name is Barry Allen. He's the fastest Barry Allen, and he has to Barry Allen some lightning into the mother box. They actually explain why. <laughs> That, the why that's the thing him. because they okay. have a whole dialogue sequence with with cyborgs a lot of stuff comes from cyborg we'll get to cyborg but he, he he's explaining when he has the last mother box mm-hmm. which is the star labs so he's been keeping that safe um and he brings it to them and he's like these they have the whole round table discussion where they're like these are change machines hmm like that's what they do. They're terraformers. Like yeah. they're, well, they're made to terraform a planet. They yeah. use the sort of they can they can recombine atoms. So and they use the the sort of analogy of if you burn down a house, the house mm. particles are still there, but they're <clears> smoke. Yeah. So you can you you can turn a house into smoke, but mm-hmm. the mother box can turn the smoke back into a house. Right, okay. So yeah. they actually explain more about what the mother boxes can do and the fact that because he was created by the mother... And they do, they do this in theatrical, but they make it clearer here. Because he yeah. was created by the mother boxes or the mother box, he can interface with the mother box and control it. So the plan is... So that now that now they sneak into Star Labs by like faking a evacuation... Okay. So it's during like it's. You mean ba- you mean Batman doesn't do what he did in the last movie and just like shoot a shitload of people, ram his car through the front window, take what nope. he needs, and piss off. No, okay. No, nope, they fake just an checking. evacuation. Um, <laughs> come in, come in there, 
Uh, and and the whole thing is like, well, we put Superman in the in the Kryptonian like birthing pool, mm-hmm. like to help him heal. We need to get a charge into the mother box as it hits. Yeah, the, so this, this the is liquid, mostly the same. Most of the yeah. same. And the Flash is like, "Well, I can do that because I can." As I approach, he says, "But they add a new wrinkle. They say as I approach the speed of light, weird things start to happen with time, and I can right. generate a huge amount of electrical power." So this is a Flash who's like well on the way to knowing his power set by yeah, this point. Because in, in the theatrical. So we first see him in BVS and he's just like long haired and scrubby and stops a shoplifting yeah. thing from happening. We then see him in Suicide Squad with his suit. So he's yes. obviously built his suit and he's and still, he stops a robbery. You still get he the stops, scene stops, in this stops Captain of, Boomerang from robbing a bank. Of Bruce sort of like waiting for him in his like warehouse apartment and yeah. the suit's there and they have that a lot of that conversation is is the same and he has that whole thing where he throws a batarang and, and Barry. Is he watching is he watching K pop? Uh, I think he's still watching Rick and Morty on that TV. Yeah, uh, okay. most of the things. Um, and they have the same sort of thing of like, oh, and they're walking out to the car with him eating the pizza, and he's like, oh yeah, well it's the, this sort of inter- inter- extra dimensional energy source called the Speed Force. Da, 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 da. And Bruce is like, oh, so you're so you're fast. And Barry's like, oh, sort of an oversimplification. Like a lot of the dialogue's the same, but it's yeah. just different takes and generally better performances. Um. Uh, there's a very, very, very nice car that Bruce gets into that's different from the one in the uh, in the theatrical cut, which is like some sort of weird concept Mercedes car. Um, <clears throat> Do they still have the? So what's your superpower? I'm rich. Line yeah, or is that but gone? But it's a different take. Oh, okay. okay. It's a better. It's a better take. Um, <laughs> so, so they still have all that sequence. So you get that wrinkle added by the dialogue that. As Barry approaches the speed of light, weird things happen to time. Mm. So you get this sequence. So added into the resurrection sequence. He's legging it around the Kryptonian ship. Yeah. Yeah. As Barry nears the speed of light, two things happen. One is that Cyborg gets a glimpse into the dark future through the mother box and the Kryptonian ship. Okay. And you see um, a dead Diana on a funeral pyre surrounded by Amazons. You see um, Darkseid killing Arthur underwater. Um, Okay. And you see Superman cradling this charred corpse. Yeah. Like, and that's the repurposed footage from the end of Man of Steel. Um, Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. And and Darkseid approaching him and putting a hand on his shoulder. Mm Mm-hmm. And and as this is happening... Barry is is running into it to to charge the box. You see the box hit the water and start mm-hmm. to go into it, and then come back out of the water and go back up. So okay. Barry's running so fast that he, weird things happen with time. He starts to reverse time. Yeah, which is setting up something later on. Um, Superman the movie. Yes, basically. So. What happens with the climax of this film is when they're doing the whole um, fight in the to separate the three mother boxes. Mm-hmm. Again, you get the same thing of well, of, of Cyber going. I can separate the mother boxes, but I'm gonna need that energy to do it. 
So mm-hmm. while, so the, the the plan is at the end to get Cyborg to the mother boxes, Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Batman hold off the Parademons and Steppenwolf. Yeah. Well, Batman holds off the Parademons, Aquaman and Wonder Woman hold off Steppenwolf because they're really the only people who can go toe to toe with him. And you do actually see some apprehension from Steppenwolf when he goes up against Wonder Woman because okay. they're, they're, they're the only, he's the, uh, as far as he's aware, Superman's dead. Mm-hmm. But Superman's obviously alive by the by the climax, but he doesn't know that, and he's also not joined the team yet. So, Wonder Woman. So he know he knows Superman would be a formidable threat to yeah. him. But, but, but he's like, he's gone. We're fine. That's like, yeah. oh shit! It's an Amazon outside of Themyscira. Yeah, who and I it, know is a deadly motherfucker. And when he first fights her on Strikers Island in that first yeah. confrontation, he's like, oh, you're you're not quite Amazon. You're something a bit different. You've got a bit of God's blood in you. He's not talking like that. Um, so he's like, she's like the only person who can really go toe to toe with him. And even then, like, it's a struggle. But the plan is get Cyborg in to the mother boxes to separate the unity. Mm-hmm. The other three uh, hold off Steppenwolf and the Tyra Demons. And Barrett is just running in circles around the exterior to build up enough power to deliver to Cyborg to thing to pull apart the things. Only, um, and then they get there, um, and yeah, all these near misses. They they start. He, he, Cyborg gets there, but then Steppenwolf pulls him off. So Barry's like, "Oh God, I can't!" And he, he's like, "I can't hold it for much longer. We need to. You need to get him back there so I can, because I can't keep this up. <clears throat> oh shit's um, gonna go wibbly wobbly, timey wimey." And then Cyborg gets back to the to the unit and starts to separate it, and just and then just as uh, Steppenwolf's about to like axe him yeah superman turns up and right. just steps in front of cyborg and just stops um seven wolf's axe with his shoulder yeah okay he's in, he's in his black suit we'll we'll go back to that um <laughs> that, it looks good like it it does look good it's not blue and it's not blue and red but it does look good in the like the future flash forward stuff he is in his red and blue so the assumption is that at some point after this he will get his red and blue back Okay, but for 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 now he's gone with the black and silver because it it was it reference to nineties comics basically yeah reference to one of the three graphic novels Zack Snyder read in preparation for these three movies yeah basically, um, <laughs> however, what happens then is that um one of the parademons gets a shot at Barry and wounds oh. him and takes him out of the fight, so then he can't deliver the 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 energy to the cyborg to separate the unity. So the unity starts his thing, <clears throat> vaporizes everyone at the epicenter. Cyborg, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Steppenwolf, and it starts to move its energy wave out. So Barry, yeah. and, and Barry's like trying to will his metabolism to heal him because he can heal fast. Mm. And he's like, okay, I can still save this. I've just got to go faster than I ever have before. Yeah, break the speed of light, and so we get. So everyone's dead. Like ev- everyone, like, everyone, everyone's dead. Everyone is dead, Dave. Everybody's and this sort of, dead, this sort of wave of destruction is moving outwards from the unity. Yeah, towards Barry, and Barry's like, okay, <clears throat> well. Uh, and and as he starts running, you get this thing where he's like, "I just want you to know, Dad. No matter what happens, I was one of the best of the best." Like, okay, echoing, so he echoing, has an arc. So he, he has e- an yeah, arc. So he echoes yeah. what his dad says earlier, and he runs so fast that he starts to reverse time mm-hmm. and you see like 
as he's running towards the unity, you see that the ground starts to reform underneath him. Mm-hmm. And as he gets close, like all the people that were sort of atomizing this explosion, you see them start to come back together, mm-hmm. like skeleton, then muscle, then and all that kind of stuff. And then he delivers the energy and and um, <clears throat> Cyborg pulls apart the unity. And that's that's how that sort of whole action sequence at the end mm-hmm. just makes way more sense. And like everyone has a role in it. And like Superman turns up and it, a lot of it is just like, he's there just to keep um, Steppenwolf away from Cyborg. And yeah. <laughs> it's just a great one. But after he no-sells the fucking axe... <laughs> and he just like looks up, looks up at Steppenwolf, does a little smirk, and then just takes him to fucking town. And he's just one moment where he's just he's like he's knocked Steppenwolf down, and he's just like straddling him. And every time Steppenwolf tries to get up, he just punches him. Just <laughs> like uh, bang, uh, bang, uh, bang, <laughs> and to the point where like just to keep him down, he just uses his heat vision to um, like shear off one of Steppenwolf's horns. Like, Jesus like Christ! Warning. Yeah, like basically does yeah. everything he he can to stop Steppenwolf from getting up, apart from killing. <clears throat> oh, also yeah. after he stops the axe, this this is this is cool. He freezes the axe with his frost breath and shatters it. Oh, he uses his freeze breath because yeah. he d- he does in the theatrical, but it was also always like, oh, he has it in this universe, yeah. I guess, because they'd never referenced it. But like here, he it gets a hero moment. Yeah. Okay, um, that's good. That's so when, good. When Superman's revived, we still get the fight at the, um, at the monument. Mm-hmm. But it works better in this. Is it at night time? Like it, it clearly no, it's, was it's shot in daytime, to be. but the grading's different. It is darker. Right. It's like, okay. It's like overcast morning. Because um, that was one of the weirdest parts for the theatrical was the trailer that is all at night. It's overcast, and then in the hours. film, it's really painfully yeah. contrast daytime footage. It's like, oh, and, and and Batman's not not <clears> there, <throat> not because he doesn't want Clark to see him, but because they've had to run straight from Star Labs. Mm-hmm. So like they do the thing. The other they, three, the other four, get there quickly because they yeah. can fly and super speed yeah. run and stuff. They, yeah. they they revive him. He shoots out of the seal of the top of the lab the mother box goes flying so they don't know where so you don't so you don't get that thing of oh they just left it in the parking lot like they don't know where it is yeah but it lands in the parking lot along with all the um star lab staff that have been evacuated and are waiting to go back in including silas stone right okay so uh, but they don't know where it is they just go after superman and you don't have this thing where bruce wayne is like Oh, I've got a secret weapon for if he comes back wrong. I'll just bring Lois. Yeah. Like, Lois is already... Lois is the key to all of this! Well, Lois is already on her way there. Because early of course when, she would her, be. Her introduction to the film, in, yeah. in the film, is she's get, she's and she's clearly been doing this for a while, is that every morning she gets a coffee for herself and for the, the, the police officer that's guarding that's on duty at the monument, who is played yeah. by uh, the guy who played Jimmy Olsen in the original Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Oh, that's um, a cute nod. <clears throat> like, so she, she, she gets herself a coffee, she gets him one and she, every morning she comes to the monument mm-hmm. and she gives the, she gives the dude a coffee and she has one herself and she just takes a moment at the monument. And she'd be doing that for, since he's died basically. Mm. Um, so she's on her way for that anyway. Right. Okay. So yeah. that's why she's there. 
So that morning, she's she's a couple blocks away going, it's a lot of loud bangs yeah. coming from around well, the corner. She sees him, I hope she no sees one's graffiti in the monument. As she's on her way there, she sees him in the sky. Oh, shit. And she's like, what? so that's when she turns Does up. Amy Adams get stuff um, to do in this version? Yeah, a little bit. Like things to um, emote to and react to? Well, there's also the implication that she's pregnant. Okay. Because there's one scene where you see her like wake up and she gets something from a drawer next to her bed and in... The, in the drawer is a pregnancy test. Shit. Oh, okay. I I both like and um uh, sort of uh, by that. A pregnancy because... test with the brand name Force Majeure. Oh jeez. Like, <laughs> ni- nightmare Universe guards with Superman emblems on them. Superman cradling a charred corpse, turning evil. So Zack Snyder's read Death and Return of Superman, The Dark Knight Returns, and has played Injustice, essentially. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, okay. That that annoys me for reasons outside of this project, but okay, go on. Yeah. Go so on. the fight with Superman still happens. <laughs> uh, Batman's involvement is slightly different. Earlier on, you see Alfred testing a new type of gauntlet, which absorbs energy and redirects okay. it. And you get a bit of fun banter between uh, between Diana and, uh, and Alfred, where she's like, oh... Gauntless to absorb and redirect energy. Maybe you should make him a lasso next. Um, make, you, make him uh, a lasso. Ah, yeah. right, okay. Do, <laughs> do, we, get... do we get the winding, exploding, wind up exploding penguins line in this movie? No, no, we don't. Do you know what? Good, because um, like when I heard that, the theatrical cut was like, this Batman's never fought a fun penguin fight no, ever in his no. fucking life. This Batman met the penguin, broke his nose, broke his kneecaps and threw him in a fucking river. There is, <laughs> there is still stuff between Diana and Batman and there's a bit more stuff between Diana and Alfred and sort of a bit more of their interactions. But, yeah. You know, like the stuff where... Um, was there any of that weird forced like she's quite nice? Maybe you two shouldn't. That dialogue isn't there, but there is a sort of hint <laughs> that the inference that Bruce is attracted to Diana. So that's more of a nod to, I guess, it, Justice League, uh, JLA cartoons. Yeah, it's, it's, League cartoon, it, it, yeah. it's more of a Im- implied thing. It's not like Alfred doesn't have that weird bit of dialogue. Yeah, um, okay. although he does have a. There's actually a quite a nice moment with Diana where she, where like she's making tea in the while she's working in the in the back cave along with that and Alfred's working on something else and she's like oh do you want yeah. some and he's like no 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 but uh, uh, make sure you do it this way and, do, and he ends up just essentially making the tea for her even though he doesn't want some so like he does he he behaves like Alfred yeah he's he's like, That's he's, nice. he's, he's backseat tea making. <laughs> Which is and it's quite it's quite a neat little character moment where it's just like it's a very it's no, a no, very no. Alfred moment. Like, put yeah. the water in first. Mm. Uh, that's enough tea. Uh, uh, let it don't 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 drink it till it's had time to brew. <laughs> and brings it to her on the tray, even though he doesn't want, uh, like insists he doesn't want in it. Um, and it's just it, it. There's just lots of neat character stuff like that. Um, so yeah, you get the foreshadowing of these energy absorbing gauntlets. So. Mm-hmm. When Batman arrives at the scene and, and Clark sees him, Clark goes after him and with his heat vision, like overloads one of these gauntlets and then he's against a police car with the other gauntlet. The other and that's yeah. when Lois arrives and sa- basically saves Batman. And he takes her off. And again, we get the same thing where he takes her back to the old Kent farm. She's like, I, I mean, I'm so glad you're back, but like, I had a coffee to give that guy. Yeah, and, uh, like, uh, I had like a deadline. I had stuff to give in. Yeah. Could you maybe just put, can we put, I, I'm so happy you're back, 
could you just pop me back to the office so that I can send that email yeah. and then we'll, <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll go wherever you want, wherever you want, uh, sexy shirtless man. We'll go wherever you like, but like, just let me make copy. But and... again, the same basic plot beats of like her <laughs> and him spending a bit of time at the farm to sort of help him clear his head and remember who he is. Yeah. But all the dialogue's different again. And it's different takes. And, different and it's framing. definitely different takes because I'm assuming there is no mustache well, no, removal they, in they this sh- at all. That's that's the weird thing about the reshoots that they did for the 2017 version. Like they shot all that stuff. Yeah, all that it stuff existed. was already shot. Like the the only like big dialogue scene. There's a couple of dialogue scenes that I think that that are in the 2017 version that aren't in this. Like one of them is um, the opening where he's talking to kids on a mobile. Right. That's well, that's, that's got to be but also completely 2017 of- version. One of the non-Superman ones is like after they've been out on a like a mission and there's like Bruce is like taking his armor off and you see he's all bruised and fucked up and and Diana's talking to him, like that's not in this. Yeah, like all the characters were a lot more confident. She, you know, that moment when they go into their first sort of fight on Strikers Island and the Flash is like, uh, I, guys, what do we do? I've never like I don't like go into battle. I've never like done battle. I just push people and run away. That's that's gone. Yeah, because I I liked that as a character yeah. beat in general. I thought it was kind of I, I thought the message of it was great. The whole like, what do I do? And Batman's like, just save one, and then what? Then you'll know. Like I always thought that was quite a nice, just a beat in a superhero film. I was like, that's kind of cool because of course he does it, and then he's like, oh, and he goes back and does it again really fucking easily, and he suddenly has that yeah. first confidence. And he still but, he still but we does know that. that he's built a suit. Yeah. We know that he's fought Captain Boomerang at yeah. the very least, and we. In this film, have seen him like divert a horrible car accident. So yep. it's like he has confidence. Like maybe you could you could do a thing about him like being scared of bugs still or whatever. Yeah. And be like, oh, those guys freak me out. Sorry, I've never I've never like things that I normally punch are people in suits. Like you could do that, but it always was like that's a cool idea, even though we know he's totally done this shit before. Yeah, it it I- it, it didn't suit there. It only worked if you had only ever seen that film in the DCEU. I mean, in, in this version, he is anxious, but he's the person who's always like, okay, so what's the plan? What are we doing? Yeah. What, what's, what's going on? He, he's um, anxious and he directs that energy into, tell me what I need yeah. to do. Just tell me where I need to be and I'll do and, it. And in this, like, <clears throat> get the people out and get, make them safe. And that's, you mm-hmm. know, what he does. And you see, that is sort of his role in that first fight. He's getting people, he's getting all the Star Labs people out. Yeah. Um, safely. Um, and there's... A, so... So hang on, so so that's that's the same style of people end up near the mother box at the resurrection of Superman. Then. Yes. So does that because I'm assuming then that Steppenwolf still grabs the mother box at that point. Yeah. So what happens is is Silas Stone takes the mother box after it gets left after it gets jettisoned from the labs and lands mm-hmm. in the parking lot. He takes it. Steppenwolf starts coming for it, like boom tubes in and starts coming for it. Yeah. And then oh, so we early, see it. We actually yeah. see it instead of just look over there over the car park. Boom! Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then because the, 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 in that moment, the hero, the Justice League's first priority is Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah. So once they once he's yeah. gone off with Lois, they're like, okay, we need to go get the mother box. Um, and then they go back for it. Um, so you get earlier on. In some of the, like, the Star Lab stuff, because Ryan Choi's in this, like what the the who one of the people who ends up being the Atom, yeah, he's in this as Silas Stone's like lab assistant or 
not lab assistant, but like another scientist who works with him. Yeah. Like, who's, who's younger, but he's like... They're, set it, they're setting up that there are other scientist yeah. characters here that we may or may not do stuff with yeah. later on. Yeah. And, earlier on and if not, it's in... just a cute little reference. Like, yeah. oh, look, it's right, um, right. Earlier on, you get a scene of them testing this laser, which can, like, superheat material. And they're testing it on this Kryptonian metal, and, like, it doesn't look any different from the outside, but inside it's, like, the hottest thing on Earth. Yeah. And what happens is um, you see Silas Stone take the mother box, and he uses that laser on it. Mm-hmm. And you think he's trying to destroy it, but in using that laser on it, that disintegrates him. Shit. Because it activates the mother box. But he traps himself in the test chamber as yeah. Steppenwolf's coming for it, uses the laser on it, and Cyborg arrives just in time to see his dad die. Jesus Christ. Basically. Okay. His yeah. dad, to see his dad die and Steppenwolf take the mother box. <clears throat> so you, so for a moment you think, well, he's just sacrificed himself for nothing. And then, and then, and then Cyborg's like, no. This laser will superheat the box. It's one of the hottest things on earth. We can use. We can. That's how we. That's how we find it. Right. So that's how they triangulate yeah. where he didn't sac- he, taking he didn't, them to. He didn't sacrifice himself to try and destroy the box. He sacrificed <clears throat> himself to mark it so we could find it. Damn. Okay. And that, that's how the mother box gets taken. It doesn't just get left in a car park and Steppenwolf comes in to pick it up. Yeah. Um, and that sort of leans into Cyborg's character arc, which is all about his fractured relationship with his father, because the whole you, you get all the flashback stuff of him playing this football game, he's a fucking football star, but he's gets in trouble with school because he hacked into the he's hacked into the school systems to like help a girl like to change a girl's grades who was having trouble because okay. the school wasn't catering to her learning requirements. Okay. And stuff like that. Um, so you see him like win for the for this Gotham University game, but he, and his mum's there, but his dad's not. And then he's getting upset in the car uh, on the way home, on the way back from the game, being like, oh, "Why, why is dad never there?" Da, 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 da. Boom, car crash. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Silas Stone coming to the hospital, being like, "Sorry, your wife's dead, and you're, we're probably not going to be able to save your son." And you, and you see that like this post. Um, accident Victor Stone in a hospital bed where there's basically nothing below the the waist and one arm, Jesus and you get more Christ. of that, and you get uh, more of that scene uh, that mm. you see briefly in the video footage from BBS where he actually gets created. Like you get to see the full version of that scene in this. Yeah, footage which was rendered completely confusing in the theatrical cut of Justice League, where they say the mother box is activated, the night Superman died. And then Cyborg becomes Cyborg because of the mother box. And it's like, no. in the last so, film, we saw footage of him already being yeah. sort of turned into a cyborg. The mother box is clearly from up. weeks before the events of the end yeah. of Batman v Superman. The mother so box that's is, a load of bullshit. The mother boxes do wake up after the after Superman's death, but mm. Silas in his research does find a way to... Um, tap into it. Tap, like, to, like to wake it up long enough to reconstruct... Um, to, to, to save Victor. Which fills but, that logic in of like the box can take stuff and change it back and forth, but like there's not enough of him left. So no, I guess it, it, no, exactly. it fills in the gaps. Basically. Which is why and, he's a technology boy. But then you also get the sort of info because you get these sequences <clears throat> where Victor goes into like quote unquote the internet or like data or something and he's yeah. sort of walking through this visual representation of it as his like pre-cyborg self in his like gotham university 
uh, yeah. Letterman jacket and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you get you get you get this history lesson on the the mother box that he has is the mother box that the humans buried. The Nazis found it in the Second World War. <clears throat> it was taken by the Allies. His dad found it when he was looking for ways to save his son and sort of basically stole it. Yeah. And has been and has been and used it to to save him. You get a bit of his sort of heroic thing where he's he's very angry and very bitter towards his dad and his dad leaves him a, a tape recording because he's like, if you won't look at me, then mm-hmm. listen to me. And he leaves him a dictaphone with like a, a message is recorded and we get this whole thing of of him being like, look, you you are gonna be able to do anything you want in this digital world where everything's run by computers you can change everything like you can destroy the economy you can launch the entire nuclear arsenal you can do it with a thought so the biggest challenge you're going to have is to not do it Hmm. and then you get this sequence of him like he's be the man not the machine yeah exactly yeah and you get the sequence with victor being like he's sort of in this digital representation of like a bank with all these mm-hmm. accounts, and it's just like all these accounts are like represented by piles of dollar bills and pet and pet coins and stuff. And then he pulls out one of them, which is this tiny pile with some coins on it, and he looks into the person who owns the account, and you get see all this footage of this woman who's like a single mum of two, and she's working as a waitress, and she's barely making it by, and then she's getting evicted and and turned down for and, and like she's like really struggling and stuff, and he just like moves the money that's in there aside and just makes another pile of money and puts it in the account. Because ultimately, this, yeah. is, this shit is all fictional. Like, yeah. money is all fiction. It's invented. So yeah. so you get that sense that even though he's bitter and about what he's become, he's still got his he, humanity. He's Robin, he's Robin yeah. Hooding. And he, do, and he does still have that moment where he meets Diana. Mm-hmm. And tells and her to like, piss off. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, <laughs> in this case, he's like, fuck the world. Because there's three f bombs in this, um, God. Cyborg gets one, right? Cyborg gets one. Um, okay, take a shot, everybody. Take a shot. There's hey, an f bomb. Hey, hey. um, mm. So you still have that sentiment, but you do also have that sense that he is—he's struggling with what he's become, but his innate goodness and humanity has not been reduced by the fact that he's so much yeah. of him as machine, which is great because it, it sort of pushes against this con- this recurring theme you get in a lot of genre fiction where people equate dehuman it happens in Star Wars people equate like the use of prostheses and artificial limbs etc etc as, as dehumanization yeah and this like sort of saying that this. this only yeah it, it only ever results in them not being the yeah. person they were before yeah and and this sort of pushes back against that in that in saying like Victor is no less human and emotional and caring than he was before he was mostly prosthetic like it, like he, he has it, to fight himself through that perception yeah and then once he's kind of like come to terms with it he realizes no i'm still me yeah i can just do does, other things now there's some he, things i can't do and there's a shitload more things i can do and he does find him he do he does like find himself sort of getting a <laughs> bit robotic and monotone in some of his interactions with people um, and he really does that after he sees his dad die. Like he basically shuts down, but then uh, through the end act, through the climax of the film, he starts to open up again. I have to ask. Yes. Does he booyah? No. I'm kind of upset about that. <laughs> don't be. You don't now, need it. Now, not necessarily him not booyahing at that moment, mm. 
but like just in a football game. Well, do you know what moment, I mean? Even moment. just like a just like a booyah or whatever. Well, just a oh, there's the thing he famed the character famously says in other media that he people may love. well do, but you wouldn't know because the entire football game um, flashback is in slow motion. So. Yeah. So maybe he does say it, but you wouldn't know. Uh, we'll save that for the five-hour director's Snyder cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, cyborg stuff is like, and it just it gives him a full character arc. It makes the character interesting. Ray Fisher gets to do loads of good stuff. Like, there's another moment of him going into the sort of digital world when he's trying to separate the mother boxes, mm-hmm. and the mother boxes take the form of his father, his mother, and his pre-cyborg self. Yeah. And like, you can you can use us to put it all back. And then you see his sort of digital avatar himself go from the pre-cyborg mm, like Victor college to... jacket jacket to cyborg Victor as he yeah. rejects them. <clears throat> um, also, he, 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 there's this neat thing where he keep, he's got this second set of arms that come out of his back and over his shoulders okay. that, he keeps, that he keeps using for things. So it's like there's a bit more of a sense of utility to his body. And a yeah, bit more like he, of, he, is, he is adapting to do stuff. Yeah, he, he can sort of reshape yeah. it in in more interesting ways um some of the face mapping is a bit dodgy so this will be stuff that was picked up potentially picked up in the post-production on this version of it where yeah they've spent the maybe. money to finish off effects that weren't finished at the time maybe because he was on yeah. setting like a green screen suit for a lot of it so it's it's that sort of painting the cyborg stuff around ray fisher is a, a, it, a it, bit here and there around his face. It's a little ropey, but mostly it looks the, pretty good. The cat's 2019 version of Cyborg. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, it's a huge improvement, and I can definitely see why Ray Fisher is so pissed off. Yeah, because like he, apart he, from the the way that he was treated uh, on the Joss Whedon reshoots, the way that uh, he was treated, um, that his character was treated by the we didn't cut the film by just completely excising his plotline. All this work he put in, it's and then none shocking. of it was used. Yeah, <clears throat> it's shocking how much of <clears throat> how much of of Cyborg is is actually central to the themes of the movie, to the plot of the movie that's just sliced out of the theatrical cut. Considering it's an ensemble piece that expects you to sort of know some people and mm. tries to introduce you to others, is he is he our um, if that's with Fonsal Brothers, is he our Obi-Wan? He's basically the, the he's, closest thing to a protagonist yeah, the film has got without the being the protagonist. He's kind of the closest thing to a lead that the film has. Because it is an yeah. ensemble piece. But like you compare the amount of stuff in that uh that Cyborg does in this to the amount of stuff that Wonder Woman does in this, like she does much less because she's had her own movie, she's a more established character. Like you've yeah. still got that action scene at the beginning where she takes on the terrorists in London. Um, yeah. Again, it's better. <clears throat> it's slightly different. It's better. Uh, there's still, I know she, but and there's still all the stuff with her, like working with Bruce to to bring everyone together. That's, but it's not as important as any of the cyborg stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so things that, are <clears throat> so those are really the major additions. Oh, one of the major addition. Apart from the epilogue, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, so, you know, there's a scene in the theatrical cut of, like, Martha Kent and and Lois Lane, like, talking about how much they miss Clark and moving on and all that stuff. 
Yeah, which felt really yeah. out of place in that cut because it was the sort of the only scene of that kind. Yeah, there's a until the scene that. on the farm later, yes. which which the verisimilitude is just completely compromised because of floating upper lip effects, yeah. making it really weird to sort of invest in the scene without going. The fuck is happening to us? Well, his a version of that scene is still here. Them, them sat in like the the staff room at the Daily uh, Planet. Or this version of it is uh, in <clears throat> Lois's apartment. Okay. And as Martha leaves Lois's apartment, mm-hmm. she's revealed to be the Martian Manhunter who's been checking Ooh. up on Lois and keeping ta- and keeping an eye on Lois and making sure she's okay. Okay, but also, like, I'm <clears throat> sure Lois and Martha talk, right? Yeah. Like, surely at some point Martha's, Lois is going to be like, oh, thanks for coming by today. What? But, but what's <laughs> what are you talking of, about? <laughs> but what's one of John's powers? Well, shape-shifting. He's telepathic. Oh, so he could just, like... Oh, no, but that means he's messing with people's minds. No! Or or at least he knows how to fit himself into it, because he can... Yeah, I guess. Again, the logic of the scene doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Yeah, it feels feels more like it's, we can do this. It's like, yeah, but why? But we can't... But this is... Ah, but this ties into the fact that Martian Martian Manhunter is played by an actor... Who was in Man of Steel, right? Yes. And we see him morph back into that character after... So he, he morphs from Martha into yeah. Martian Manhunter into General Swanwick. Was General Swanwick in BVS Ultimate Edition or whatever? I don't remember. Because he was definitely a Man of Steel. Because he's like at the end. He's like one of yeah. the general yeah. dudes who's hanging around. And and so either this was a long game that Snyder wanted, or this is during the development of one of these three movies he's he gone wanted oh do you know what this would be kind of cool and he's a great actor so he let's wanted fuck to it, use, let's do it he wanted yeah. to use green lantern and do a version of john stewart with him R- right but the studio wouldn't let him because they had all the green lantern stuff in development right but like why would john stewart be checking up on i don't know sure but, whatever no, this scene would have been this scene is from the reshoots <clears throat> Like the scene of him of Martha oh, this scene was added and turning into Martian Manhunter is added in the reshoots because oh, so da- also... so Diane so Diane Lane didn't record the scene with the mindset that I am playing Martian Manhunter. I she, don't she believe she was so, playing no. Martha Kent. I don't believe so. And no. then yeah. okay, because they also had an, an epilogue scene which was added in reshoots of Martian Manhunter visiting Bruce at his sort of lakeside place. Yeah, uh, but the way they shot it was that they shot it separately, so. The Bruce segment, he was talking to someone they hadn't finalised yet, and again, they wanted it to be a Green Lantern. Right. But they changed it to be the Martian Manhunter, and he's basically being like, oh, your parents would be really proud of you, Bruce. I'm here to help, and I want to be part of what of the team that you're building. By the way, I'm the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Does he call himself Martian Manhunter? He says, some call me the Martian Manhunter. That's... I love John Johns. I love the Martian Manhunter, but his name is like, wait, fucking what? Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of for him to just be like, but because there are some the... who call me Marjorie Keek, but because others of the way... call me Klaatu, the bringer of corn. Many but... call me the Dreamweaver. But because, but I call myself. Chris, shut up. I'm trying to spiky, speak. Gr- spiky green Martian boy. Um, <laughs> because of the way that the scene's shot. Um. Yeah, anything it, else to interject? No. no Good. No. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> because of the way the scene's shot, 
the Ben Affleck, like Bruce Wayne, just doesn't seem to be reacting to in any specific terms to the person he's talking to. Like it's it's clear that he doesn't know them. Yeah, but it's like he's not like. So why? How the fuck did you know my parents? Like, what are you? He's just like, can I help you? <laughs> like yeah. in this really weird, vague way. So a- Affleck, I, I, we don't know who it's gonna be. Just. Make it as generic yeah, a reaction as of. possible. And it's, and it's weird, but that's where the Martian Manhunter stuff comes in. So that's in here. <laughs> um, I don't know, like... Sequel baiting, sequel baiting. Rah, rah, rah. The very, very final epilogue is, of course, the new Nightmare sequence. Right, so... Oh, oh so ni- before we get into the Nightmare sequence... Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a, a, no, a new... Ver- well, I guess the old version of the Lex Luthor Deathstroke meeting. Oh, the, so on the boat, yeah. yeah. The original version of it, which was yeah. not teasing the Legion of Doom, it was setting up the solo Batfleck movie because it's Lex right. Luthor bringing Deathstroke onto the boat to be like, yeah, I want to hire to take care of Batman because I know you have a thing with him. This might help you. His name's Bruce Wayne. That's cool. Like, that's legit. As far as like the, the, the then Ben Affleck Batman movie we were going to get with Joe Magnello playing yeah. Deathstroke, that's a cool premise. The idea of like... So, th- this this like m- incredible mercenary. He's like one of the world's fiercest hand to hand combat, most fiercest hand to hand combatants. He's 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 a tactical genius. Um, when he and Batman have tussled in any media, comics, video games, and stuff, it's always been interesting because it's like, oh, it's like two people evenly matched in their tactical brilliance in a in a hand to hand fight, and this is great. So for the movie to be interesting, it's like, oh yeah. He knows who you are now. Yeah. That means that that film would have had to have been real creative about what Deathstroke could do yeah. to get to Bruce. Because he wouldn't just walk into Wayne Manor one day, just shoot him in the head and leave. Like, he'd, he'd plan something. So yeah. that'd be... So that... That's a cool setup. That leads into the future nightmare sequence you get. Right. In which you see the sort of future Justice League that Batman's leading in this post-apocalyptic devastated world right so, of... so so is this still bruce having visions yes because do they explain how yeah. that happens oh yes because i'm getting that mixed up because this the end of this nightfall sequence he mentions that he has a dream to diana diana um earlier on but yeah. then he also so when he wakes up from this nightfall sequence that's when martian manhunters outside okay um, and that's okay. the, the last the last scene of the film is their conversation and Marshall Manhunter flying off. <clears throat> but is it is this the is this the first nightmare sequence in this film? Uh I guess if you don't count the sort of flash forward that Cyborg has as a nightmare sequence. Okay, ah, so yeah, um, but, but that that's there to reestablish the idea that there's a dark there, there is a version of events that you are all currently on the way to yes. that results in this. Yes. But um, do they explain how Batman is Batman, a human being with no psychic powers, is having visions of an evil future? No, but <clears throat> okay. Um, the dialogue in in the scene <clears throat> sort of implies that they keep trying to send Barry back to change things, and it keeps failing. So it might be which explains the Lois is the key, yeah, like bit from Batman v Superman. You see his sort of future Justice League in this version of the of the Nightfall stuff, which is him. Obviously, yeah. um, cyborg, yeah, but with a fucking he's got his second set of arms holding a big fucking Gatling gun and a ton okay. of ammo. Um, you've got Mira, 
um, original American accent or weird British oh, accent? Weird British accent, Mira. And, because... thi- and this is a reshoot, right? From yeah. from the last few months. This is one of the things um, they shot in the last few months. It might be some of it well, is. Well, I don't know if tell, all of it is. Who else is in it? Because if a certain um, person's in it, it's definitely from the last few months. Uh, you get uh, the Flash in his armor that he's in from the BVS. Yeah. Sequence um, with the sort of space folding helmet and stuff. Stubble, uh, strands of hair sticking out the side. You've got Deathstroke. Okay, so this is now this with, is definitely Joe Magniello in the yeah, reshoots. Yeah, yeah, now with now with Mohawk. Okay, um, and of course you've got the Jared Leto Joker, and they right. have that dialogue scene. This is reshoots then, because because yeah. the Jared Leto stuff, he Zack Snyder, Zack no, because they saying, weren't together. Well, yeah, but Zack Snyder's been saying in in interviews that the Joker did not exist in any form of the movie he was working on but he always wanted to use him at some point yeah well you could have had so, this scene so without working because... yeah but like working on this he went yeah yeah it's got to be uh, now's my chance because it might be the only time i get to do this so i'm going to put yeah. the joker in this film because which, the flash which possibly scene... means that mira is new footage amber heard is yeah. mira's new footage meaning amber heard has actively made the choice or been told to make the choice to match her weird accent in, rather than redub the older stuff, yeah, yeah, and, she and does match have a line it to like, the other films she's in as a main character where she doesn't have a weird accent. Like she talks about wanting to kill Darkseid, and she's like, "I want to kill the bastard." I know where the bastard sleeps. Yeah. It's like she just mangles the word, and I'm just like, "Oh no, no, that's not how you say that word." Surely that cast have worked with enough British people to hear her say that on the day and go, "Oh, actually, mm, Amber, mm. can you, uh, for starters, can you stop um, creating a victim narrative that uh, results in you butchering, butchering a case uh, where you're both in the wrong, but uh, is underselling victims of actual abuse?" Uh, and while we're at it, can you not say bastard? Like that. <laughs> it's hilarious. Can, can you be better at your job, um, please? But um. <laughs> yeah, you get so you get that. Uh, the the scene ends with uh, Superman arriving and then preparing for battle. Right. Um, we're going to get some like reused footage from BV, from unused footage from BVS, but not be but right, not so yeah. Before... So, so it's, a, it's a Justice League of Batman in his big old coat. Yep. Um, Mira. Instead of Aquaman, I guess. Yeah, she's carrying his trident. Oh shit! Okay, uh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Um, Cyborg, Cyborg. Flash. And the Flash. So that's our future Justice League. Yeah. And they're talking to the Joker. Well, the Joker. It seems like it implies dialogue that they he's been with them for a <clears> bit, <throat> but then oh. they have they have this conversation where Joker's like, "I'll offer you a truce," and he offers him a Joker card, and he's like, "I'll give you this card," and the truce will stand, and anytime you want, tear it in half, and we'll talk about what happens when you send a boy wonder to do a man's job. Okay. And then you get this whole sort of um, you get you get the final left bomb of the movie because Batman's like, uh, okay, well, when Harley Quinn was dying in my arms, I made a promise that when I kill you, and make no mistake, I absolutely will fucking kill you. Um that I'll make sure it's slower and more painful than what you did to her. So, in this future, the Joker killed Harley Quinn. Yeah. And in she a died horrifying in, way. And she and died Batman in Batman's arms. was there when she died. And Batman was like, I will kill... 
Okay, here's a problem I have with Snyder's version of Batman. Yeah. If he's willing to, if his version of Batman is willing to kill, as we've seen him do multiple times in the two movies he's been in, why hasn't he killed the Joker? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he's happy to mow down security guards at a LexCorp facility with yeah. a Batmobile, why has he not killed the Joker? Well, this scene might actually work if not for a couple of things. One, Javid Leto is still insufferable as the Joker and the dialogue is doesn't help. Jesus. And two, for some reason, Zack Snyder finds it almost impossible to focus on the Joker. <laughs> like, oh. whenever, whenever it's like a close-up on the Joker, like the camera's moving slightly <laughs> and it's keeps coming in and out of focus like you can't get a clear sort of yeah thing on him um which i guess is him trying to be stylistic and be like because yeah. the thing is you can't pin him down it's like yeah but it's just really annoying when we're trying to watch dialogue but, but yeah the the we live in why a is society- he, why is he why is he the joker with them then did uh, they explain it not really um like the way That's, like uh, the we live in a society line isn't there that's that was just done for the trailers to troll people jesus christ um, i kind of admire that the, the the sort of Christ imagery isn't there. Like he's still in the long robe. Oh shit! So that's just that's literally just Leto in the photo shoot going. Yeah. This will be real fucked up. While yeah. I'm here, can I send all of you a fucking dead rat in the post? Basically, yeah. Oh, I hate him so uh, much. As a, as just a human being, he's insufferable. Yeah, but he's like in he's like in the long robe. Oh. He's got a SWAT vest and an assault rifle, and the front of the SWAT vest is adorned with all these police badges that he's presumably taken from victims. Oh, Jesus. Um, but Batman's going to form a truce with him. Yeah. Why? Why? But it's just, Why? it's basically, it's just them sort of like taunting each other. <clears throat> it's Snyder um, going, I'm going to put the Joker in because I want to do a Batman Joker scene before I possibly never work on one of these movies again. Like, Even if it makes no sense. It doesn't really make any in. sense. And Leo's not very good. Um, but yeah, it's... but Matt Twitter the night of the release of this was saying it's the best live action Batman Joker scene ever. It's really not. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> there... I'm happy. I'm happy that it made people happy. I really am. But measure your fucking reactions, please. There Just is think. There is one line I can't. For a second, <laughs> I I quite liked. Um, it's sort of in spite of it, where. Yeah. I think I can't remember what Batman says, but it's something like, uh, "I was, oh no, I should have killed you years ago." And then Joker's just like, "Yeah, but then who'd give you a reach around?" A better writer would write a better version of that and make that not weird. Like there is absolutely a sexual, pl- like sort of, yeah, one-sided platonic romance to this. That, like that, that kind of gave me a smirk in spite of itself. Yeah, I mean, I it's, like, it's absolutely mm, a thing I'll the joke would say to irk him, but it's like, there's a better way to write that joke. And also, also there's a, a better, better person to deliver it than Jared Leto. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like I should have killed you years ago. Then who would be, then who's going to be Big Spoon? Uh, yeah, Do you know what I yeah, mean? Just like, like just some kind of, oh, you little shit. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> but remember, this is the Batman who could get raped in prison, remember? So, oh, God, but yeah, that's so, that's I'll, never, sort I'll of, never forget that sort of shit. It's so stupid. That's sort of the breakdown of... Zack Snyder's Justice League and why it's mostly like there's a lot of action stuff that's better but that's kind of hard to talk about on an audio medium it's kind of something you just need to see like the choreography of all the action stuff is just better a lot of the like the crappy humor that was added in by Joss Whedon's gone like the flash landing on top of of Wonder Woman stuff's gone good um 
because that like, was fucking weird. Anyway. That moment is still there where he's like he he's especially because the same joke happens in Age of Ultron. And yeah, just like exactly. It's weird that you keep doing this. Um, just it's like the the moments there where he like pushes the sword towards her in midair, mm. but in instead of like them landing on top of it, like he just like the Flash just fucking stacks it. The Flash is constantly yeah. tripping over in this film. Yeah, like just constantly. That that is something um, that he would get better at dealing with. Yeah over the years of doing it like, like if he's been doing it for like a year or two he's still gonna fuck up like all the time i'm sure that was the whole point of the, the suit that he's made so yeah. like to withstand sort of the the speed force and everything and the you know the g-force all and also like when he crashes into stuff he won't break yeah, a bone exactly um but yeah he does he stacks it and then one woman just lands with the sword and goes after fucking steppenwolf again yeah um and aquaman still arrives when everything floods and helps him out and um, Cyborg still takes control of the sort of crawler thing that they call there in and all that stuff. Like the beats of that scene are mostly the same. It's just all the actions better and the dialogues better. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything. You anything that's that's tickling your pickle about it that you that you want to know that how how does it end for covered? Aquaman? Uh, Considering that is that is like so canonically the little... next film in the release schedule. Because again, around all this. Patty Jenkins, James Wan, um, they're just those two, I think, isn't it? It's not, it's not yeah, the Shazam yeah. fella yet, but those two have made a point of saying, oh no, the films we made, Wonder Woman in 2017 and Aquaman 2018, are uh, uh, are, are using this version as canon. Well, yeah, because there's a sort of like, where are they now wrap-up scene after the sort of <laughs> final action climax. <laughs> and it's like... Aquaman um, went on to publish the, his, yeah. his memoir, uh, <laughs> Plenty of Fish on the Land. Oh, so some of that where... stuff's in the, like, you get the scene of, of, of... Mira went to speech therapy. Of Bruce Wayne visiting the Kent farm after, like, they got it back. Oh, does he still buy the bank? Yeah, he still buys Which the bank. Which makes no sense. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm glad we got it back. So I bought the bank. And uh, sort of... What's like, your making... superpower again? Convenience. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sort of, sort of making nice with the uh, with the Kents and and uh, well with Clark and and uh, Martha and, and Lois, um, and sort of remending that relationship. You got uh, Wonder Woman being Wonder Woman. Uh, you've you've also got a, a shot of, for no particular reason, a shot of a Batman standing on top of the Frank Miller tank Batmobile. Like it's a shot of Gotham City, and it's like. Um, Gordon standing next to the bat signal, and then Batman seeing the bat signal, and he's standing on on top of the Miller bat tank. Like, See, reason things like this remind me why I just dislike Snyder as a filmmaker. I mean, it's a hell of it's a cool image, but yeah, it's just it's a cool pointless. image, but it but it, it it's a cool it was a cool image on the page of that yeah. one of three books he's read. Yeah, that's the um, only reason. It's it's the only reason Batman v Superman happened is because he read Dark Knight Returns and went, "That's what we want to see." It's like Zach. It's an Elseworlds yeah. book. I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Mark Bernard or Dan Slott who have both, they've both seen the film and they've been talking about it on Twitter sort of quite vaguely, but they've, they've, yeah. one of them said like the reason why books like the Dark Knight Returns and the Killing Joke to a degree, obviously not entirely nowadays because of canon yeah. and everything, but like the reason why they, the reason why Watchmen and everything are so effective in terms of them doing things differently is because they are outliers and that's what makes them effective. Yeah. yeah. If the outliers um, become the norm, then 
you're killing what makes the the whole thing work in the first place and yeah. replacing it with fan fiction. Yeah. And that's um, that's my that's been my issue with with Snyder across these three films myself has been He's determined well, to do injustice, gods among us, and this and the other. That's not and the this important is just, bit we're talking no, about. No, I know, I know. But um, like this, so, this is just this. Just I hear that and I go, oh, of course yeah, he it's fucking that, that's, that's, that It's in. literally like it's like a couple of seconds. So don't. Like, it's just oh, like a little visual. Does the so, weird fucking crawly thing show up in this version of the film? The thing yeah, that Bruce yeah. uses traversed to the suit. What was it called? I think it was called the Night Crawler. Yeah, that's still yeah. in there. And like, okay. and is it still, still pointless? Him. Like, uh, why, why well, is he using this? Just you got a Batmobile. It's Batman's sort of weapon because he hasn't got superpowers to go up against Steppenwolf. So it's like, they don't go there in it. He calls it in from Alfred and he's like, I need it. Send it over. That makes more sense. Um, That makes more sense. Like drop in in where they need to be and then go, yeah, I'm outmatched. Alfred, send in the thingamajig. Yeah. And Alfred Alfred (laughs) takes remote control of it and then it gets fucked up and Cyborg takes control of it and you get that whole, I'm in control now, Alfred. And he's like, oh, sorry, do I know you? They get that whole that whole thing still in there. Oh, um, oh, of questions. Um, so let the me, original. Let me answer no, the Aquaman no, go on. Thing yeah, yeah. First. Yes, of um, course. Sorry. So yeah, yes. So we're, just in, hit we're in the trap up yeah. sequence. We get the Frank Miller Batmobile. We get Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. We get the the uh, we get um the we get the Flash uh, with his um telling his dad that he's got a job in the criminology lab and oh and right okay. like that, that stuff's still yeah. in there. Um, and then we get Aquaman with Mira and Volko. And then mm. being like, it, it's time to come and help your people out. And he's like, I've got to go see my dad first. Right. Okay. And so that being that I mean, leading yeah. directly into that still makes it a bit um, reductive in, in Aquaman when he's going like, no, 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 no. And she's like, you've 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 helped your friend save the world. Now come and deal with the important. Uh, he's shit. still he's still reluctant. <clears throat> okay. Like good. he's, he's right. not he's not yeah. like yeah yeah yeah. It's just like he's just like. Like he's grumbling about it all the time. I'm gonna time. go get a beer with Django Fett. I'll see you guys yeah, later. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's that's where Aquaman ends up at the end of the film. Okay, the, the that ties up nicely. Oh, and the Superman, uh, the Superman, the Flash race is gone. Yeah, which is it's just a, a shame. It's a nice a moment. shame because it's a lovely beat, but but yeah. it was clearly added for reshoots because of the what soup's doing at the end. Being um, Clark Kent. Are they, so. Uh, How? Again, as part of that, as part, <laughs> as part of that wrap-up sequence, you see uh, after the, the bit on the Kent farm, you see him in Metropolis. He's walking through the street as Clark Kent, and then you see him look up, turn, go through the crowd into the alley, and pull open the shirt to reveal right. the black Superman costume underneath. So he's okay. being Superman, basically. Again, but but how is he being Clark Kent? They that's don't that get into it. That's something some that the theatrical cut skipped on as well, because Clark well, Kent back, is he's not dead. Back long enough. Like he, he comes back. The later the same day, like a few hours later, is the action climax. And then he gets yeah. the Kent farm back and you got that whole wrap-up sequence. But they never get into the practicalities yeah. of Clark Kent coming back because it's not important. Like it, in, in, this, in this moment, yeah. yeah. It's something that would have been covered in a sequel. But to and this I guess, and I guess they, it doesn't matter. They drop the seed in um, Batman v Superman, the sort of the way Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White performs some of the sequences. It's He kind of hints that he knows... Like yeah, it, it, yeah. so, you could, I guess, excuse it as well. They never said to the Daily Planet that Clark is dead. Like he could have just gone back to Smallville. I mean, they did bury him. Yeah, but in Smallville with yeah, a private true. funeral. True. So they, yeah. Um, 
uh, uh, does Diane Lane then still definitely get a scene as Martha Kent? Like, yeah, yeah. Farm well, stuff? she still gets the stuff where she comes to visit him while he's still getting his head straight before he goes yeah. to join the Justice League off. And he's like, is it really you? Is it really you? Because um, that was it, wonderful, but mustache effects just made yeah. it really hard to enjoy. But this the, is all the, the original version of all that stuff. Yeah. Again, not sure why they reshot it because it's fine here. Maybe some, oh, maybe some of the dialogue's a bit clunky, but like, again, kind of would have been would have been fixed in whatever reshoots Zack Snyder would have done had he stayed with the project. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but the one that, that yes. hit me like yeah. a freight train a minute ago that I I couldn't contain like yes, a kid yes. at Christmas. Tell me, tell me what that uh, is. Is is in the original trailer for the Justice League. Yes. There's a moment where Alfred outside by presumably the Batmobile or something stops and talks to someone and says, "Oh, good, you're here." There might still be time, and the implication in the trailer is that it's Superman. Because of course, in that initial trailer, yeah. there's no Superman in the in the first trailer for this film. Because the whole point is he's dead. Yeah. Oh shit! What are we gonna do? We've got to make a team. And then the trailer ends with a hint that maybe yeah. Superman's is- in this movie, even though you all know he is. Because movie media can't help but tell you who's been cast nowadays. Um, is it that is scene Superman. in this version? Yeah, yeah. That okay, so, we, so he goes to Alfred is- first. Yes, uh, it's so. What happens is he has the stuff on the kind of farmer with Lois and his mum, where he's getting his head together, and then he goes back to the Kryptonian ship. Yeah, and he's walking <laughs> through it, and he's like, he's sort of like, I'm not. It's not clear whether the ship is replaying the these memories from him or if it's stuff that he's hearing in his head. But he's yeah. hearing both uh, Jor El and his <clears throat> and Jonathan Kent sort of talking about how now now's his time to sort of. You get it's the, it's a re it's a reprise of the stuff you get from um, Jor El of being like, be the one they aspire to. Yeah, be, be the one they aspire. They will join you in the sun. Da, 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 da. You will mm-hmm. you'll you'll be do great things. And it's some stuff Jonathan Kent about being like, yeah, you kill can... a bus full of children, yeah. let them drown. <laughs> no, more ultimately <laughs> dropped that angle from Jonathan Kent. Thankfully, none of the he's none of the oh let me die in a tornado bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's like all optimistic stuff, and they're sort of like so he's getting a sort of mental pep talk from them. And he's walking through, and all these Kryptonian costumes revealing themselves, including his blue and red. But clearly, and eventually, you don't see him like put it on. But you eventually go with the black costume, and you get sort of a re uh, a nod back to the moment in Man of Steel where he flies for the first time, where he's mm-hmm. like he's you see him he puts his fist down on the floor, and the little rocks and pebbles and debris start to float around his hand, and then he rockets off. Yeah, and after that, he then goes to Alfred. And, uh, and the, it and makes that sense that like, he'd go there first and be like where are they yeah like where do i need to be that's exactly what it is and it's like oh we told you to come there still be time there might still be time yeah. um and then the, then you have see you seen him. any wind up exploding penguins around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that's 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 in there that it makes sense like all, all the plot holes that were introduced by the hatchet job they did turning this into the theatrical release that we got in 2017 are kind of fixed by this. There's mm-hmm. still a lot of trimming that could be done. Yeah. Um, but, and then there would have needed to be done like to get this down to two and a half, three hours, which I think is probably the, the length that it would have been. And it would have been, I think it would have been a really solid, like enjoyable two and a half, three hour movie. Yeah. Because I, I actually think it's a pretty, it's a pretty good way to spend four hours if you've got four hours. Out and the, of... the way it's broken into chapters, yeah, um, it actually makes it a decent way to sort of pause, make yourself a brew, 
Yeah, well, because it's also it's also home tomorrow. media. Like it's yeah. it's it's not been made. This version has not been made for the screen. It's it's perfectly suited to to home media. Do you think it was Snyder's call to to make it exclusively a a one piece? Because back in January, Warner's uh, HBO Max had to walk back the whole. It will be present. It will be presented. In a fil- in in because I think they said it will be presented as a four part mini series. Yeah, and then Zack Snyder started saying, "Yeah, or maybe we'll make it a film." And then in January it was, "It will just be a film." And and do you think that was a Snyder call of like, "No, no, no"? I think Snyder... I want him to sit the fuck down and watch my whole fucking movie. I think it was probably a bit of both because yeah. it seems like the reason that it wasn't a series is a contract thing. With like the way that they pay the actors, yeah, that's true. That. So, ended up being yeah. a, so they ended up making a film, but Snyder added the sort of parts and title cards for the different parts of the film, um, to so you could watch it like a series if you wanted to. Yeah, should should you wish to sort yeah. of go, and we'll tap out here and we'll come back to it tomorrow. It, night. It's not paced like <clears throat> like each each part is not a self-contained narrative like it yeah. would be in a TV series and it, and it wouldn't have been if it's put it or, or even parts. a Tarantino where it's kind of like a bookmark yeah exactly yeah. but it, it does sort of give you a sort of a way to break the film up if you want to watch it in more than one sitting and like we watched it in, in one sitting but we did like like take a break take a break to get a brew in between segments and stuff like <laughs> that it's like and the the version that's been prepared for theatrical release whether or not it'll get one or not but the one they're preparing for it will have a 10 minute intermission uh, and the intermission will be scored with a with a sweet by junkie xl so it'll have its own intermission music so the people who've come to see it on the big screen won't take advantage of the intermission because they'll be like I want to hear this oh. well, I want to hear it the soundtrack's great man like it's all junkie yeah, xl yeah the, 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 the soundtrack so to to bvs wasn't too shabby and again like I wasn't a big fan of Man of Steel, but the one thing of Man of Steel that I own oh, is the score because it's beautiful, and that's Hans Zimmer with um, well, Junkie XL. Yeah, so no, the Man of Steel's Hans Zimmer, BVS is Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL, aka Tom Holkenberg, and this is Junkie XL, which it was gonna be before Snyder left the project. <clears throat> then when yeah. Snyder left, Junkie XL left, and then Danny Elfman came on to finish it and did mm. again like like Joss Whedon did with the film. Danny Elfman did a hatchet job with the music. Yeah, because um, he had like. Four months to score yeah. the thing and hand it over for edit. Um, yeah, but this is, uh, yeah, this is a, a complete new score by Junkie XL, and it is great. Would you say this is the best of Snyder's DC trilogy? Hands down. Yeah. So this is this is better than Man of Steel. I mean, I, yeah. it's not hard to be better than BVS. BVS is a fucking. It's a mess. Like, yeah. It's hard to like find a way to make that movie. I think it is again. If you enjoy it, dear listener good brilliant the, the, you, all... you can enjoy something that is flawed in its construction that's perfectly fine there is no problem no one is judging you and you're not stupid for enjoying it so there are you're better off for enjoying it but i think i would say objectively it's a that one's a mess whereas this is this movie's really good and there are only yeah. really four problems i have with it mm-hmm. one it's too long yeah but that is what it is. And do you think that's exacerbated by the fact you can identify where trimming could very easily be made? Yes. But yeah. this, uh, but again, I think this is interesting because it's not really a finished product. Yeah. 
it's, it's sort of a snapshot of where it was when Snyder left the project. It, it's one of the eight versions of... polished into a finished product. It's one of the eight versions of Blade Runner. It's yeah, like, exactly. it's an option. If you want to watch this, you can watch this version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two, there's too much fucking slow-mo, but it's a Zack Snyder film, what are you going to do? And that kind of ties into point one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you could shave about 20 minutes off the film just by speeding some of that shit up. Uh, three, Amber Heard's accent is fucking terrible. <laughs> really shockingly bad really bad like i know i know we mentioned keanu reeves in in bram stoker's dracula but it's worse than that say it with me folks it's worse i than know that. where the, the bastard, bastard sleeps uh it's worse than that chris <laughs> oh god um a new a new challenger to the throne has and, arrived and lastly which kind of surprised me ezra miller yeah just take him out of the film please like they're not terrible in this, but the and I'm, I'm not sure how much of it is the script and how much of it's their performance, mm-hmm. but fuck me, Barry Allen can be annoying in this. Mm. And having seen Ezra Miller do other stuff, I think a good chunk of it lies on them as a as a as a performer. Well, I'm recently like you watched the Stand miniseries. Yeah, and you and said they were that it was god awful in that. They they weren't. They did not leave a good impression no, like in no. that so, so and also, i mean what, what, have, what have we seen them in, what have we seen them in other than this i mean well, they I don't really get to do very much in the fantastic beast movies no I, aside I from look aside from look miserable have. yeah um, aside from look miserable and they don't really do much um, i know keeks has seen them in we need to talk about kevin which is where they came to prominence but i've not seen that I actually um, own that and don't watch it. I picked it up, so maybe I'll give that a watch and so, sort of see see where the spark was of like, ah, this kid's got talent. So maybe it's just my experience of like having seen them in this and the other DC bits they've done and the stand. But yeah, yeah I just don't rate what they're doing at all. And mm. I think it's a real. Some of it is definitely the script, yeah. But a lot of it is is also the performance, performance. and the fact yeah. that they decided to choke a woman out in a bar because they're a prick. Um, so yeah, that's Zack Snyder's... Anything else you want to know about Zack Snyder's Justice League? Um, what do you rate it if you were to have an arbitrary like five-star rating as a, as a movie-viewing experience? A solid three. Ladies and gentlemen, surprises do fucking happen. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm I... as shocked as anybody. I'll be honest, like from from what you told me, I'm in no hurry to see it, but I can see how it is a better product. There's some from from what you've told me, and 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 also like the fact that we 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 have we've had very similar kind of hangups with all the previous stuff. So the fact that you turned around, I'm like, Do you know what? Glad I'm glad it's out there, and if it makes people happy, great. I'm in no rush, but pfft, maybe. You at home have seen it. Oh, fuck. He's doing a segue. Oh, It's no. happening. Have you watched the Snyder Cup? Be spoilerific as much as you like. Let us know what you thought of Zack Snyder's Justice League. BigDamnContact at gmail.com. You could, of course, tweet us at BigDamnCast. Um, throw us a few shekels and join the Discord with Patreon.com slash BigDamnCast. And you can watch Matt stream live on Friday nights on Twitch.tv slash BigDamnStream and ask him personally... Does he bleed? To which I reply with, of course I do. Well, that's a stupid question. Is that exchange cut out? Yep. Because ah. that was running in reshoots. Yeah. Do you bleed? I don't know. Do you have a mustache under that CGI lip? Uh. 
Yep. Definitely bleeding. Um, you will oh, be. Do, do, do they still have the moment where Clark, in his like post-resurrection funk, spots Barry? Oh, yeah. Good, because that is a legit brilliant beat. That that fight is mostly the same. Ah. Um, it's just like the, the, the way Batman and Lois get involved in it is different. And uh, but like the the them lining up and waiting for him and the dialogue of being like something's not right, something's not right is slightly different. So it always read to me as careless when he was just like bring bring in the secret weapon. Yeah, this innocent woman who, if he genuinely isn't in there anymore, he Honestly, will probably murder. It's just it just makes so much more sense that she's like in the area and sees him and come like it just it, and then it's happenstance because it's like it's yeah. it's something that cold bruce would not think of like he yeah. wouldn't think of that this bruce anyway he but wouldn't it, it, think of that it isn't like it's... in hush where like catwoman throws lois off the building which snaps superman out of his poison eye and brainwashing he's like oh shit and he goes and rescues him and he's like right we're gonna have words about what the fuck you yeah. just did but it worked so i'm gonna just let's go let's go defeat isley and then <laughs> we will talk <laughs> it's, it's, like, no, okay. it's another example of of <laughs> How the sort of again the, what what Whedon did with the theatrical cut has has made plot holes that they had to do some weird contrivance to fix. But because the, because the theatrical cut got rid of the establishing the idea that Lois visits the monument every morning. Yeah, it had to create a new it had to contrivance. A reason for her to be there. Yeah, uh, and it just <laughs> fell flat. Uh, it's just weird, man. But yeah, you Final should probably co- move. Yeah. Is sit that on TV and watch Zack Snyder. Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's because the, um, the guard that establishes a friendship with Lois is there, obviously, oh. and he's he jumps out of his car and then the shit's going down and something, and the cyborg's like, "You should probably move as shit's getting <laughs> thrown around." Um. Final question. Yes. Do you think this will get a sequel? No. Because the likelihood is is no. No. But. Two years ago, the likelihood of this happening I think was it's because the parent company wanted this to happen to push HBO Max. Yeah. But Warner Brothers don't want didn't want to seem like they had egg on their face because they fucked it up the first time around. And the fact that this is getting a way more positive reception than the theatrical <laughs> cut, I think, is even more egg on their face and they're just gonna be they're just gonna double down on not wanting to work with Zack Snyder again. And I think Zack Snyder's quite being like, yeah, I kind of don't want to work with Warner Brothers again, so... Do you think we will get a Justice League film continuing on in general? Like, vaguely referring to either version as its predecessor? No, not with um, the same cast, certainly. It's interesting, that, because you think, you think this might be the thing that makes them go, go on, we'll, have one more, we'll do one more Justice League film. Let's get them out there while we've got them. But Cavill's made a point of saying that like he's, he's kind of done... Like he's he's open to talks, but he's he's kind of done. Yeah, I think there's been con- like they've been negotiations with Warner Brothers to get him to return, and I think he's always been open about being like, yeah, because he, wa- he, wa- he wanted because he wanted to do it. He wanted to do the Shazam cameo, but he said that he'd do he it, but yeah. scheduling he couldn't, which kind of results in a better joke, really. Yeah, like it works better and that it's not him, it, that you don't see him, that yeah. you just see his chest. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> I and I I like I I know he's been, he's been, he's been very open about wanting to do more Superman. 
But I think what's happening is that Warner Brothers keep going to him and saying, come and be Superman for us, sign this contract. And he's saying, well, okay, well, what have you got written? And they've got, oh, nothing. Yeah. Because Man of Steel 2 has been what, touted for years now. Seen as never what's happened. happened with The Flash <clears> and, try, yeah. and the struggle trying to get made. And that knowing that Justice League was a troubled production even before Snyder left yeah. because of studio pressure. I honestly don't think that they've got anything lined up for Cavill to sign on to other than saying that he will be Superman. And I think that's probably what's keeping... Again, this is just conjecture yeah, on my just, part. Yeah, just speculation from based on there. what's out there, yeah. But it, would not, it absolutely would not surprise me if the reason that Cavill has not confirmed that he's going to return as Superman is because... They, they don't have a project. They don't have actually a project at the script stage for him to sign on to. They, he just, also, want to, they just want to get him contracted and nailed down, but now he's got The Witcher, which he is also, also something that he's more interested in doing. Sorry. Sorry, he also hasn't played the part in five years. Yeah. I mean, he's still in shape for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But again, that's Witcher and Mission Impossible. Well, Captain, and, and, like, but also just because General Henry Cavill, like, yeah. I think once you get to be that fucking built, you just stay that built or get fat so he's decided to stay that built well, um, i woke up this morning and i thought what do i like paunch or hench mm. <laughs> i think i'm gonna go with hench <laughs> yeah i'll i'll you do you henry cavill you keep me. i'm gonna i'm gonna build gaming pcs customs yeah. for people do you have a weightlifting regimen anymore no warner brothers doesn't pay personal trainer but what i do now you see is I I tell people send me the parts and I'll build you a computer. Well, I really they're very know. heavy. <laughs> I just I just I just rep with motherboards all day. What I really <laughs> want to know is is that after he did that after he did that first photo of him painting <laughs> his forty k miniatures. Yeah. Did he ever finish that Adeptus <laughs> Custodes army? Because we only got that one progress pick. Like, where's the finished army, Henry? That's true. Where, where where's is the it? finished? Where's the finished model? We only saw you painting the head. <laughs> we want to see your custodies. <laughs> well, I do anyway, but... Uh, That's not a euphemism. Well, yet. You can just watch The Witcher. You see both of them. Um, right, on that note, we'll leave you with the Justice League's most famous catchphrase. To infinity. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.